Yo, what's going on, friends? Welcome back to In Madness Pod, episode 11. My God, it's Sean the Butcher here with Vertebrae 33. What's up, dude? What's going on, Sean? How are you today? I'm very good. I I have been so excited about this episode. I have made a soundtrack just for it that I've been listening to for the last 72 hours straight. And uh, I, I was racing home from work today like a kid out of school <laughs> who knows he has a new puppy at home waiting for him i was so excited about this episode how are you you were racing home jumping through flames my in little bag car. was flying behind me in the wind oh. yeah i tripped i scraped my knee yeah yeah i'm good i'm i am deep in this movie right now deep 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 in this movie right now so this movie we'll, was influenced by a uh, previous movie that we did but i want to say thank you for listening to all of our past episodes thank you for interacting with us on the socials at in madness pod in madness pod at gmail.com subscribe to the youtube page make sure you like subscribe to the spotify playlist another reason i was so excited to do this episode to update our spotify playlist with some brand new songs we want to hear from you on the socials what you think of these movies your favorite quotes your favorite characters your favorite scenes your least favorite quotes characters and scenes and uh, this one we are definitely flipping the script from our past 10 episodes sort of sort of right kind of uh, maybe we're but weaving, you know, we're weaving it in with our past right. episode oh i like it and and on youtube you can see the hand gesture that's showing just it's nice snaky look, look a little bat like there are the two two links oh wait uh but no awesome thank you so much everybody who's been listening who's been watching on youtube where you get to see part of my face and all of sean's face uh we appreciate it we appreciate people participating making comments um telling other people about it giving feedback it's amazing thank you so much and i guess we should get started because we might be here a little while this is a long movie, and there is no way. We already bet on how long this podcast is going to be. You're taking the under. I'm definitely taking the over. Yeah, and I just messed up because I just blabbed on. So I've already <laughs> added an extra 30 seconds out to this. But uh, we're, we're talking about uh, the Batman. 2022's Batman. So when we talk about what movies we want to do, we've mentioned Batman a bunch of times. It's been on our list uh, we certainly talked about the Nolan Batman movies. We talked about the the Adam West Batman movie we thought would be fun. So, and uh, of course, you know, Michael Keaton's Batman uh, and into Tim Burton's world. But we jumped into this one first because of a direct connection to our previous episode on Seven, right? And it's his current movie and it's got uh, just a lot rolled into it. Um, so I'll just jump into a quick, quick stats and then because then we're gonna we're gonna be on this for a while here you should i'll talk i'm gonna talk really fast sean so i win the bet yeah 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 i'm gonna talk really slow so it'll offset it i'm gonna use my guy from the micro machines commercial uh or i'll just all right if you win you just do the whole thing in bat voice Man, and he's such a is. I like that. There's no difference between the Bruce it's gra- voice. It's, gra- it's gravelly, but it's not extreme. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, it's gravelly, but it's not extreme. But I mean, you know, you definitely could do, you know, director Matt Reeves, right? So you got it. Do you have a Batman voice? Uh, it depends. There's there's the Bale voice. There's the Keaton voice. But I like the 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 Ephraim Winslow Robert Pattinson is so sad. Yeah, so it's like I'm Batman. Yeah, which yeah. is just, I'm vengeance. I'm vengeance. <laughs> I thought you were gonna tell me you had a George Clooney. Uh... Oh yeah, Clooney Batman. <laughs> I'm Batman. Yeah, <laughs> that was good. So it's directed by Matt Reeves, who also uh, directed Cloverfield and uh war and dawn of the planet of the apes which were the, the newer ones he kind of took over that franchise part way through i didn't know he did cloverfield no wonder this movie is so goddamn good <laughs> he wrote it with uh peter craig and uh the soundtrack is by michael giacchino and uh he also did rogue one war war and dawn of the planet of the apes doctor strange up all the recent spider-man movies um there's a podcast i listen to a star wars podcast called blast points was one of my favorite star wars podcasts and when they refer to him they always call him michael guacamole uh because you know giacchino kind of comes out weird so in my head the whole time when i was writing this i think i started typing guacamole in my guacamole. But, but anyway he also uh he also directed uh the recent werewolf by night tv special on disney did you see that no you need to see that okay awesome so uh, check that out. But the score is fantastic. It's totally moody score. There are lots of really cool themes throughout it. Um, and Reeves wanted this Batman's theme to feel like a horror movie, to feel like vengeance. That that theme is what, Sean? Horror? What is Batman's theme in this movie? Oh, boom, so good right. so good and and um there's a nod to the batman the animated series in one of the tracks too which is awesome um and the other star of this soundtrack well there are two others so the unique thing is that this movie has three memorable sounds right so it's got that one you just did mm -hmm. uh it has the nirvana song something, something in the way in the way right yeah. stuck in your brain and then it's got ave maria ave maria it, it's just amazing that there can there's this other fourth sound that's in there that i i can't even describe but it's throughout kind of the the movie and it, it's just amazing that there's so much when you first watch this movie the main theme, the bomb, 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 right? That sticks in your head. But then when you watch it again, all this other stuff starts to stick in your head too. Um, so the cast, Robert Pattinson, Batman, Bruce Wayne, Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman, Selena Kyle, Paul Dano, uh, an amazing job as the Riddler. He's not on screen that much, but does an amazing job. Colin Farrell as Penguin, Jeffrey Wright, uh, James Gordon, Andy Serkis as Alfred and Andy Serkis has been all over the place. He was in this Planet of the Apes movies and he's played a, a million mocap characters. John Totoro as Carmine Falcone. <sighs> Killer cast. <sighs> Amazing job. Um, and I think we shouldn't delay. I'll, I'll just say this movie. One, do we want to talk about the influences first or do you want to dive in? Uh, my question was, do you have the soundtrack on vinyl? Of course I do. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it. it's customary. I it's the Mondo release. It's it's behind me. You can't see it, but 
Uh, it's red vinyl. It's gorgeous. Um, so, and I have the art of book as well. And then if you want to get it, yep, I guess it's, I guess this is a good point to dive into kind of how I viewed this movie. Cause I always love to hear too. So, you know, I got it on 4k and I have to say watching it on 4k, like it's such a dark movie, but seeing it and actual 4k from the disc lightens it up, but not in a bad way. So you really kind of see things more, but it's still that same moody piece. Absolutely amazing. Um, the only bummer was the 4k had no director's commentary. It was only on like the iTunes version. So I found this podcast called DVD commentary, the original podcast, and it's essentially just commentary pod. So at one point over the last couple of days, was I just sitting on my couch with headphones on listening to the DVD con commentary there with the art of book in front of me as I absorbed the rest of the movie. And I was able to get it synced up perfectly so that, you know, when their mouths are moving on screen, you weren't distracted from what little you could hear when he was talking. Um, but, you know, the big takeaway for the production was that this was during COVID time. So it took a year and a half to film. So they had to stop for the pandemic and then jump back in. So that's crazy. Um, and I wonder how it affected the movie. You know, maybe they made some improvements certain places or I, I don't know, but I'm sure it affected it in some way. Um, how, how many times did you watch this movie in preparation for this? Uh, twice, because it is a long movie. Yeah. And the first time I watched it, I had to split it into three different days because it was just impossible for me to accomplish. Yeah. Um, but I would watch it a million more times. I saw it in theaters the second it was available on HBO Max. I watched it. Um, I I'll just say it. I am I am over the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I love Marvel. I love comic books. I have Venom tattooed on my leg. But I am just so tired of the onslaught of we have a thousand new Marvel movies, and it does get a little drowned out. However. There's some and the DC movies, they have their own horrible reputation. I love Superman. I love all these characters, but something about Batman, there could be a million Batman movies and I will go see every single one of them. And somehow they just keep getting better and better and better. And that's what I love about uh, Batman and all of his movies. Yeah. And and Batman for me is one of my favorite characters of all time. Um, that's why I sit in the dark here with part of my face covered <laughs> on this pod. No, I'm just kidding. But, uh, along with Swamp Thing, and you've heard me talk about Swamp Thing probably way too much. And hopefully in the future, we will talk about a Swamp Thing movie. But, uh, I've read a lot of Batman books, um, and just, you know, over the lifetime of it, lots of interpretations by different artists. And I think that's the key is that people interpreting it in the way that they see fit and that's what makes I, I can watch the michael keaton batman and enjoy it i can watch the the you know nolan batmans and enjoy it and i can watch this one and enjoy it i get something different from all of them even though it's the same iconic character i'm even gonna give ben affleck his props i'm just gonna put it out there yeah batfleck i mean know. just yeah just him just his scenes he looks pretty dope he, he did the the outfit justice i think <laughs> um, uh, but I've, been, I've been waiting for them to put a horror twist on one of these superhero movies and like you said they finally did it with this movie right and this is very detective-y 
throughout the entire movie and and so are a lot of bat books and we'll get into that maybe we'll I'll I'll let you get into the movie and then I'll kind of stop you at one point and we can go through some of the I books. am ready. We you uh, ready to take this gigantic pill we're about to swallow? Yes. Let's do it. Uh the movie begins very creepily from the very opening shot. You're looking through a pair of high-tech binoculars. You're spying on somebody and you hear this uncomfortable, very Michael Myers-like breathing under a mask. Mm-hmm. Uh, through the binoculars, we're looking around a building, we're spying, we're being very invasive. Uh, and to make it even creepier, right off the bat, Ave Maria is peacefully, pleasantly, yet off-puttingly and uncomfortably playing in the background. And, I am and amazing. And I'm, I'm adding Ave Maria to our In Madness Spotify playlist. It's going to be you singing it, I hope. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be amazing. This was uh, Austrian composer Franz Schubert's Ave Maria. Uh, just just to make us feel like lightweights. He, he only lived to 31. And he completed 600 secular vocal works, completed symphonies and operas. Like, what, 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 what have we been doing? We've been doing nothing. We have 11 episodes of a podcast. Did he sleep ever? Did he ever go to the bathroom? Yeah. And this version, uh, and this is where it gets really interesting really fast with this movie. And just obviously spoilers. We're going to jump in and jump around in this movie. Um, this is performed by the Tiffin Boys Choir. It's a world-renowned school choir from London. Um, and that gives it this interesting connection too, because you have these younger kids singing this and it's connected up to this orphan mm-hmm. who's lashing out and, you know, it, it, it just adds to it. And, and the lyrics at one point are crazy when you think of it. So it's thou canst hear though from the wild thou canst save amid despair We'll get to it. I know it was really confusing there. Safe may we sleep beneath they care, though banished outcasts reviled. Mm. It's deep. Right? That's so we're deep. right there with with the Riddler and what he's going to tell us later on with this. So, yeah, absolutely amazing. Uh, the binoculars focus on a child dressed up in a costume doing martial arts. His dad walks in. They start playing around. The kid's chopping away on him. The dad plays dead. Kid grabs a bucket. So we know the kid's in a costume. He grabs a bucket. It's Halloween. We see that much. The kid runs out. Binoculars move up to a building, uh, to a spot in the building for a possible point of entry. Our next cut, we have a window open just enough to get in. We got our man inside the house. He's watching the news. The entire time he is standing in one spot. It turns out he's watching a political debate. It's him on the TV. He is the mayor. Yeah, and they do an interesting job here, too, with the sound. It's not necessarily easy to even hear what they're saying on the on the TV. Um, and they lull us in, I think, for the jump scare later on. But it's I just like it kind of being in that environment a little yeah. bit. Uh, he's, he's debating about the Gotham Renewal p- Program on the television. Uh, it was created by Thomas Wayne. The lady he's debating with is saying the program is broken and has done nothing for the past 20 years. Crime and murder and drug use have all skyrocketed. And we have a masked vigilante running the streets. Oh, okay. Uh, The dude's like, the cops are working hard and the Salvatore Moroni drug problem uh, bust. the, The drug bust was one of the largest in the city's history. 
So then his phone rings. And like you said, he mutes the TV. And then all of a sudden, everything gets quiet. He moves from the one spot he's been standing in and directly behind him in the dark. Like Michael friggin' Myers is this dude standing in all black, remaining completely unnoticed a foot behind him. Uh, so the guy starts pacing around. He's on the phone. He's, he's worried that he's trailing in the election. And the camera is just focused on the guy in black. And he's got glasses on, which makes it a little humorous. Uh, but in some ways, even creepier. Um, and he's just watching the mayor pacing back and forth on the phone. And the mayor is oblivious that the, this dude is right behind him. Mayor hangs up the phone, turns off the TV, takes a final sip of his drink. And then our masked man comes screaming out of his spot. The music kicks up. It jumps. He cracks the mayor in the head, um, straddles him, cracks him over the skull another three times. And then he chucks the object across the room. And and Sean, I'm going to call it right now. This is my milking of the alpaca. Because we just opened this Batman movie. And and think about it. We've got this guy creeping around. This Ave Maria is playing. And then we just get a murder right there. Right? Serial killer, murder, horror star. And this is, you're either in for this or you're not in for this. That's great. I love, mine doesn't come to much. I was trying (laughs) to decide which one mine was going to be. That's a good one. (laughs) I believe you called it early. That's great. Uh, That's awesome. Yeah, it, it, that had me in. I was like, and the second he comes out, it's like a horror movie. And I was like, oh, they're really going to do this this way. Yeah. Um, So this object that looks like a hammer, it's got a big flat blade on the bottom end of it. Uh, we'll find out what it is later. Our masked man slowly gets up. He walks across the room. He picks up the big object. And all the while, Ave Maria still faintly playing in the background. Mm-hmm. So creepy. Our masked man gets on top of the dead mayor, lets out a huge sigh of relief. As if he's been waiting for this moment a long time. And then he pulls <laughs> out a large roll of duct tape. Cut scene. Yeah, and you know, uh, Paul Dano's idea was the saran wrap. So he came up with the cling wrap around it. And his thing was that the Riddler would be so precise about this that he didn't want any hairs dropping or anything. And it, Reeve says in the director's commentary that the first scene they filmed with it, they, you know, they cut scene and he takes off the mask and everything. And he's just like, be red because, you know, your head's wrapped in cling wrap. And he was like, you still want to do this? And he was like, no, no, I'm going to do it. So so he comes up with that idea and then when we get later in the movie other people have to do the same thing and and wear glasses apparently which i found i was like did all the all of them have prescription problems i do i do feel like and having gone through a pandemic wearing masks i do feel like those glasses would be so fogged up though i don't know what you're seeing yeah immediately immediately (laughs) um so that's it uh riddler has killed the mayor Uh, Then we hear our hero's voice. He says it's Thursday, October 31st. We get our view of Gotham. Surprise, surprise. It's raining. Here we Mm. go. 
Sounds so familiar. We, should we do this real quick then? Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right. So influences. So obviously film noir, horror noir, Zodiac, Seven, both David Fincher movies, Taxi Driver, Chinatown. Um, you know, just a, a kind of a, that noir feel throughout it. I would even say this next scene in the rain, a little Blade Runner with these umbrellas, but we'll get to it. Um, but I'll, I'll say the connection to Seven runs deep. There's a trailer that somebody made online where they sync up scenes from Seven to the Batman trailer, and it's pretty amazing. We'll have to we'll have to post that. Um, although Seven. Several- I have several seven seven references. Oh, nice! Yeah, and yeah. I will say that that um, seven took a lot from old film noir films as well. So it's not like we're saying. Although interesting enough, I cannot find a reference to David Fincher or Seven or Zodiac in any uh, interviews with Matt Reeves on the director's commentary. It's not mentioned once. All the source material that Fincher would have went to for Seven, he mentions, but he never directly mentions that. There are articles about it. I think the writer of Seven acknowledged it and thought it was great. Um, and then there are some other connections. When we go along, we can get, I don't want to kill them too so quickly. I will say that this movie, one of the biggest, there are a few comic influences on it. And he mentions a lot, Batman year one. So we're in year two here and he's keeping... He's keeping his nice journal, Sean. You know, we we talk about how we take notes all the time, right? See, see, he's got bat notes. Yeah, I got bat notes. I got journals. I got journals of bat notes. You you know what he needs? (laughs) Bat Excel documents. (laughs) I don't. I don't think his brain can handle it. But Alfred does that. Uh, the other book was the Long Halloween, which is my probably my favorite Batman story of all time. And that starts on Halloween with a, a calendar killer and kills on major holidays going forward. Um, so it's definitely, a, and he acknowledges a huge, you know, take from this. I mean, for this, um, there's a Batman ego and he mentions earth one. Um, but th- the one note on long Halloween is Matt Reeves, um, uh, screenwriting teacher in film school was Jeff Loeb, who was the writer of long Halloween. So he he definitely uh, gets a lot from it. And he wanted to make his Batman be imperfect. So he's it's not year one because we've seen that a lot, right? We've seen the, the origin. We've seen I got new equipment and all that. This is year two trying to kind of get it right. Figure it all out. You know, pretty, pretty moody, pretty upset. Um, and, and it's great because, you know, every time they do these and they jump back into the beginning again, you're like, who needs to see this? We we know what yeah happens. we know what happens to his parents. I don't need to see it again. Right. So we could talk about it and allude to it, but we see just him in a different light. Um, it looks like he's in like Gotham Square, Times Square. It's packed. It's people everywhere. It's pouring outside. He's walking through the crowd, monitoring the audience. Somewhere out there is the element waiting to strike like snakes, and I'm there too, watching. <laughs> Uh, he says it's been two years of nights, so he's been at this a while, but he's still fairly new to this vigilante game, as you were saying. Uh, it's made him a nocturnal animal, but it's a big city, and he can't be everywhere at once. So we see a dude in this cool green drop mask. He walks into a bodega, pulls out a gun to rob the place. We got another shot of a bank being uh, vandalized. 
And then we got a subway car with a bunch of thugs with like corpse paint, uh, clown makeup, watching videos on their phone of them knocking out unsuspecting patrons. Do you think these guys are Joker's gang? Yeah, or, or like or like an offset, some yeah, something like that. Like they're kind of they're kind of into his vibe. By the way, that green mask that that guy had on looked like a gourd or something. There's some weird Halloween masks in this. I love the green drop mask. It was like a drop head mask. Yeah, yeah. it's wild. Yeah. I dug it. It was it was disturbing. Uh, what, what there's a new gang member to the clown crew, and he seems a little shook for his first experience. He must be the new guy. He's got half, only half of his face. Only half, because yeah, I guess you got to get full when you're you a full the rag. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so a man gets off, uh, get off the train. The gang spots him, and he's like, "He's yours." He looks at the new guy. So now the new guy's worried. He's got to do something to this poor guy on the train. The whole time we get these long shots of shadows where we don't see anything in the shadows, mm-hmm. but that's the point. Is Batman there or is he not? Uh, we get a shot of our hero. He's gearing up. He's got his eye makeup. He's got his bat suit. We have a signal now. And we get a shot of this primitive bat signal they crudely made. They just broke open a light and put like this bat thing on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not the Tim Burton bat signal. You know, it doesn't look pretty when it's up in the air. It kind of looks foggy and shitty. Yeah, it's um, awesome, too. It's like the rain is like kind of sizzling on it on the metal, the hot metal. Pretty cool. It's for when he's needed, but when that light hits the sky, it's not a call. It's a warning. Mm-hmm. So there's a man standing next to the bat signal, and without even having to guess, you know that that is Gordon. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's not a commissioner yet, because again, we're only in year two. Uh, our hero says, fear is a tool. Our man robbing the bodega, he runs out, he sees a signal in the sky, he looks off into the shadows, and he slowly backs up into the street. He gets hit by a car, he runs off. The bank vandals, they see the signal in the air, they drop their paint cans, one rolls into a dark corner, but they all run away because they think he's standing there waiting in the shadows. And they spray painted broke on the pillars of Gotham Bank. Mm -hmm. And our hero says, I am the shadows. We cut to the train. The man gets off at a stop. The gang uh, of thugs chase him down. They corner him. The scared kid looks in the sky. He sees his bat signal. Oh, boy. The thugs want the new kid to knock out the guy, and we hear heavy walking off in the distance. So sick. And out of the shadows slowly comes our hero, the Batman. And it's not he's not jacked. He's not huge. He's just menacing. Well, that's the thing, right? So a lot of the horror characters that are just kind of always there and walking towards you and they don't have to be huge. They don't have to be bodybuilders. They just they're kind of unstoppable. They they thugs laugh at him, but he looks so badass. And gang leaders like, who the hell are you supposed to be? He goes up to Batman with his machete and Batman beats the shit out of him <laughs> and goes, I'm vengeance, <laughs> which amazing. You and- want to talk about epic Batman intros. There's I'm Batman and there's, you know, here and there's all the little sayings that Batman first says in his movie. But I'm vengeance first thing on screen. That's strongest Batman intro ever. And that and that phrase was taken from Earth One, one of the comics. And. And it obviously plays off of the Keaton line in the in the nineteen eighty nine film. So uh really cool. And that line is all to him because that's why he's acting the way he's acting in 
entire time. And and he makes some growth in this movie. Learned tremendous a amount. Lot. Mm-hmm. But um, at this point, he's just pissed off. Yep. Yep. And sad. He's angry and sad. Right. Uh, all the kids surround Batman and he proceeds to whoop all of their asses. A kid goes to shoot him. Uh, the bullet bounces right off Batman and he shocks the crap out of the kid. The whole gang runs off scared. Batman looks in the sky, sees the signal. Cut scene. Hmm. We're at the scene of the recent crime where the mayor was murdered. From Batman's point of view, we see him walking into the corridor filled with cops. All the cops look at him like he's a weirdo. But he's being led by Gordon, so he's allowed to be there for the most part. Yeah, and very reminiscent of uh, Seven. They had a first crime scene in Seven as well. Um, And Matt Reeves talks a lot about just making Batman look as normal as he can in this environment. And that there was only certain ways they could shoot the, the costume and stuff to just have it still look cool and be shadowed enough. So it's not just a guy trick or treating that's walking through these cops. A cop, yeah, a crime scene. Uh, one of the yeah. cops doesn't want to let him in. Gordon's like, let him through. Uh, Batman just stares at the cop and walks away. Cop calls him a freak. They walk into the main room, and there's the mayor, murdered, sitting in a recliner chair. He's got a brown paper bag on his hand. His entire head is fully duct taped and written on his face, says, No more lies. His blunt force trauma, lacerations to the head. He got hit a lot of times and hard. And in my notes, this entire scene reeks of the Somerset Mills investigating the fat man in the spaghetti uh, bowl. Yes, and and their relationship is very interesting too. We it is a little Somerset Mills as well. Um, yeah, awesome, awesome scene. They remove the paper bag. We see the mayor's thumb has been removed. Killer may have taken it as a trophy. Batman can tell by the wound that the man was still alive when it was cut off. And written on the wall in red paint, lies. Hmm. Just like Seven. Greed, <laughs> lust. We'll see them all, right? We'll get through this. And we'll see the the you know the seven deadly sins. We'll get pride. We get greed, wrath, envy, lust, gluttony, and sloth. (laughs) (laughs) Here he comes. (laughs) The killer left the card. He left a riddle. What does a liar do when he's dead? Hmm. They also find a sort of keyword puzzle, which is right out of the Zodiac Killer playbook, is what I wrote. Yes. And in walks the commissioner, Pete. Pete is pissed that Batman is there. Gordon shows commission of the car. The killer left. It says to the Batman. Uh Oh, commissioner gets pissed that Gordon let Batman in when he could be a suspect. And Batman looks at the dead man, uh, looks at the dead mayor and says, he lies still, which is the answer to the riddle. Commissioner goes, Batman, this must, this must be your favorite night of the year. Happy fucking Halloween. <laughs> Cursing in a Batman movie. This is what I'm talking about. <laughs> when have we ever got an F-bomb in a Batman movie? <laughs> Commissioner leaves and tells Gordon, get Batman out of there now. They go to leave, but not before Batman sees a small child footprint in the blood on the floor. And Gordon goes, the kid found him. Dark. But, right. but also 
exactly Somerset in the beginning of seven. Yes. Did the kids see it? What? Did the kids see it? You know, we're going to be really happy when we get rid of you, Somerset. In the crime of passion. Look at the passion all over these walls. Hmm. Uh, this hits Batman hard because we all know by now, we've seen it a million times, Batman Bruce Wayne's parents were killed in front of him as well. Then we cut to Nirvana, Something in the Way, which I'm also adding to the In Madness playlist. Super emotional scene. Batman sees the kid in his room. Kid looks at Batman. They share a moment deeper than either of them know. Commissioner's outside having a press conference. We see our hero Pattinson, Batman, Bruce Wayne, putting on his motorcycle helmet. Says, I wish I could make a difference, but I don't know. Wait, John, but you did skip uh, what happened? the note, the card to Batman. Uh, What was on it? Yeah, you read that already? The card where it said to the Batman on the outside? Yeah. Right? What does the liar do when he's dead? Yeah, yeah. what does a liar do yeah. when he's dead? Yeah, well, I, wanted to, I was just going to say that on the outside of that card, is to it says to the batman and i feel like i want to write cards like that to people from now on like on the envelope you know how you just write the name yeah i feel like i want to just write to, to the sean the, whoever it is right to the sean yeah i think i i feel like i just like Put and scribbled and this like primitive writing yeah yeah angry and like he's going over the letters multiple times it's you know i'm losing this bet on whether this podcast goes long or not because i'm <laughs> i'm already i'm already stopping you and having you go back when you got past something but i just <laughs> just all of that with the card and everything and the leaving of the clues were very deep into serial killer seven territory with this stuff and um you know we're we're hit over the head very early on how different this movie is to any batman movie we've ever seen which is why it's i mean i'm just saying it right now i'm one of my favorite my favorite batman movie ever it might be my favorite i think it's my favorite batman movie ever better oh, than he's saying it right here right yeah now. i think i'm saying it better than nolan better than than better than uh 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 michael keaton i just think so i think so Robert Pattinson, E from Winslow, that's my Batman. <laughs> uh, he's riding his motorcycle through Gotham. Nirvana, something in the way, is playing in the background. It's just a beautiful, beautiful scene. He says to himself, it's been two years. Crime is up higher than ever. A politician's been murdered. The city is eating itself. Maybe it's beyond saying, maybe it's beyond saving, but I have to try. I have to push myself. He rides underground through an abandoned uh, Wayne subway tunnel and arrives in Wayne Terminal. It's the Bat Cave. Right. And so this is Wayne Wayne Tower. And this is the difference between this is also another difference that we're at Wayne Tower rather than Wayne Manor. At this point, we always have seen Wayne Manor in the movies kind of off away from Gotham a little bit. And they would the dad would go to business in the city, right? They drove the train at some point and all that. But this is, he's living in the tower in the business tower. And that this kind of alludes to there's thoughts of that. There's secret train lines in New York city for some of the rich folks um, at one point. And so this kind of alludes to that a little bit. You agree? Yeah, this, I mean, for rich people, there's always something. You think of the worst thing ever, and for rich people, I'm sure it exists. I'm sure they have their own everything, so they don't have to wait for nothing. But they still have to put their black eye makeup on them. Yeah, so. yeah. You know? I mean, if they were all this cool, then I wouldn't mind. It's a big <laughs> cave. 
Uh, it's still in its primitive stages. There's bats flying around, we hear. There's minimal equipment, but it's still super high tech. He takes out these cool digital contact lenses that help him with his advanced bat vision. He's writing in his bat journal, keeping his bat notes. Yes, see? Writing yeah. in the journal. No, yeah. See? What I mean, in a journal, you know why by year four, he's going to be writing in the Excel document. He can't type. You know what I mean? He's got a, he's got, a, he needs Alfred to be a better assistant. Look at those, look at those beautiful notes. In the look at that. Look <laughs> at that. There's no boxes. There's no organization there. Look at that. Uh, he's working in the cave. We see a small uh, covered car in the background. Oh shit. Yeah. He's watching TV is talking about the mayor's murder. It's not the first political murder that has rocked Gotham in an eerie coincidence. It's been 20 years since Thomas Wayne and his wife, Martha were slain during his mayoral campaign, a shocking crime that remains unsolved till this day. So Bruce is looking at the TV concerned. We get a shot of an engine he's working on. Oh shit. Hmm. In walks Alfred. He sees Bruce all emoed out, hair is a mess, black paint around his eyes, wearing ratty, sweaty clothes he's been in all night. So I love the black paint around the eyes and the, because it's always on in the movies, and then he's perfectly clean later on. I, I know there were some people who had issues with it, um, but I, I think it just shows an intensity to the character. He just came back, doesn't even bother really Rip the mask off. Yeah, get, yeah. Let, me get, let me get to work. Um, I'm, I'm not playing around. Um, yeah, I, I love it. Alfred could see that he's watching the crime scene that Bruce was just at in the mayor's house. Cause there were contacts that he's got record everything so he could digitally put it on and watch it later. Alfred says the killer left a note for the Batman. You're becoming quite a celebrity. Why is he writing to you? He goes, take a shower. Our accounting friends are, uh, at Wayne enterprises are coming over for breakfast. Bruce doesn't want to hear it. He hasn't got time for this crap. Alfred gets pissed. He's like, if this continues, it's not going to be long until you have nothing left. Hmm. Bruce is like, I don't care about any of that. Alfred's like, you have to care about, uh, you don't care about your family's legacy. And Bruce is like, what I'm doing is my family's legacy. If he can't change things, if he can't have an effect, he doesn't care what happens to him. And Alfred's like, that's what I'm afraid of. Yeah, and their relationship is interesting because Alfred has been thrust into this relationship with him. He's doesn't seem necessarily very fatherly. He probably just kind of helped train him to fight. Um and and they grow a little bit closer as the movie goes along too, but it's it's definitely a a very different Alfred than we've seen in the movies. We've seen versions like this in the comics, but in the movies we've not seen I mean it's night and day from you know, Batman 66, Alfred. Um, and this is, yeah, he doesn't have a lot to do in this movie. He's not in it. And if they do a sequel, I think he'll probably play a, a more prominent role. Um, but this is a very contentious relationship that we're seeing. Well, in a super emo moment, uh, Bruce goes, Alfred, you're not my father. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so how old do you think Batman is here? So it's 20 years after the death of his parents. So when his parents died, he was like 10, 12. I think, I think there's an actual age. I don't know if he was. Uh, yeah, so he's probably like 30, early 30s or something. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I'm about to be 40. What the fuck am I doing? Like, I'm not Batman. What, I, I, I got to go start fighting crime or something. Yeah, and if you can follow kind of the books, uh, I think like Nolan's Batman, he disappears for a while and comes back. 
And in Batman year one, the book, it traces sort of Gordon is arriving to Gotham at the same time as Batman is arriving. Um, Interestingly enough, Gordon's wife is pregnant in Batman year one, which is like so interesting because he talks about raising a kid in that city. And there's that whole thing in seven with her being pregnant and everything. And I'm like, oh, it's all unraveling now. We're just, we're just, we're just all over the place. But, um, but that's in the comic, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I'm not fighting any crime. I just, and I want cool theme music when I walk around. I just, I need to be a superhero or a supervillain. If the Riddler is (laughs) hiring. I got a quick tangent. I promise the quick one. Uh, did I ever tell you the story of when I saw Down at um, Ozfest? I don't know, maybe. So uh, at th- that year at Ozfest, we had passes, so we ran around like little kids because we could go anywhere. I don't live in your life where you just get passes to everything, but I was super Something. excited. Something. And um, so I'm can- kind of standing on the side area, and and Down plays, and Phil and Selmo, you know, is doing his thing. And the band just keeps playing and they got this riff going and he drops a mic and walks off stage, walks straight down the ramp behind the stage, you know, full Phil Anselmo. And they open these two big fence gates. They open up and he gets onto the bus. All this while the band is still playing. And I was like, intro music is cool, but outro music like they played you to the bus man that was amazing i was like that's even cooler like i want outro music i want to add outro music yeah. yeah i want to leave the room and have people hear music when i leave yeah they're like stuck with this music for a little while we got to be uh heavy metal frontmen or superheroes <laughs> uh bruce angrily walks out alfred sees the politician's kid on the screen and realizes why bruce is taking this entire case so personally Bruce gets out the shower, finds Alfred in some massive room. So this is in Wayne Tower. This isn't in Wayne Mansion. Yeah, this is not. It, later on, when we see the orphanage, yes, that is Wayne Mansion. That is Wayne. Okay, or uh, Wayne Alfred, Manor. I'm sorry. Yeah. Wayne Manor. Alfred has fresh berries out for Bruce. What a sweetheart! How can you not love him? What berries was it? Can you? Tell I don't me? know. But like, could you imagine going out and fighting crime for two years, and you come out, and you guys like, here's some fresh berries for you. Love it. I taught you how to kill people and also hear some fresh berries. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's working on the Zodiac Killer puzzle that Riddler left at the crime scene, reminiscing on his days from the service, trying to decipher the puzzle. Uh, it's funny because Bruce Wayne, he steps into a very faint light and he goes, mm-hmm. Ugh, he like glares and like hits him. <laughs> uh, it's very funny. Um, <laughs> Alfred showing him tricks on how to solve the puzzle. Bruce, has, Bruce puts his sunglasses on because he's just over it. He yeah. can't, a little bit of sun. He The dude hates the mornings now because mm-hmm. he is just a night owl. Uh, Dory, the lady who works for them, informs them the accountants have arrived. And so this guess- is the vestiges of, of the Wayne Enterprises, right? This is This is the only two people that are still left. I imagine there were a ton of other people around helping them because they were so loaded. And these are the two people that just stuck on with Bruce. Yes, I suppose he goes to the meeting, but they don't show anything. They just cut right back to him and Alfred back in the cave, deciphering the puzzle. They figure out that it says drive. Hmm. We cut to Batman and Gordon. A big garage door opens in there at the mayor's uh, garage with all his fancy ass cars. Yeah. 
Gordon goes, uh, I guess it's good to be the mayor. <laughs> In more ways than one, Gordon. <laughs> the guys find a car with a weird-looking scissor thing crammed into one of the tires. Probably the same scissor that cut off the mayor's thumb. They look in the car for a USB port. Batman finds a secret compartment, looks at Gordon. He goes, what? And Batman pulls up a USB with the mayor's thumb attached to it and says, thumb drive. <laughs> this is a lot of fun. You know, I, I wrote, I'm laughing. This is fun. Yeah, the they're guys, getting to know each other too. Yeah, the guys plug in uh, the USB to a laptop, but it's encrypted. And Batman goes try this and holds up the thumb <laughs> gordon goes oh this guy is hilarious <laughs> this is way more fun than john doe from seven <laughs> riddler's got some you know he's got a little comedy in him he does i have to say though this scene i always wonder why the two of them are talking like whispering to each other a little bit like that are they they're in a giant garage. Are they not supposed to be there? But it's very like, okay. Like both of them have like a bat voice <laughs> on in the scene. Uh, they, use the, they use the thumb. Of course, the thumb opens it up. It opens a dozen pics of the mayor with a prostitute. Uh, the boys don't know who she is. Or it's just a lady. I don't know. A lady of the night, perhaps. Who knows? Uh, they don't know who she is. Uh, but in the pics, we see the penguin, Falcone's right-hand man. Uh, and then all of a sudden, the pictures begin sending to all of the main newspapers from Gordon's account. Oh, whoops. Yeah. He's like, Commissioner is going to be pissed at me. <laughs> Batman doesn't seem to give a shit. Gordon's like, uh, the pics of the mayor with the girl are taken at the Iceberg Lounge. The perfect name for Penguin to hang out. Right. And that's that woman that's with her with the mayor is Annika. Annika. That's well, we're about to find out who she is. Gordon goes to Batman, you'll never get in the Iceberg Lounge without a warrant. Batman mm. goes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cut to the front of the Iceberg Lounge. Big coincidence, it's pouring outside. Yeah. <laughs> Here comes Batman, not being sneaky, not using gadgets. This dude goes up to the front door and knocks on it. A little guy opens up the door. Batman's like, do you know who I am? The little guy's like, yeah, I got an idea. Batman wants to see the penguin. And the guy slams the door in Batman's face, and he just stands there. How often have we ever seen that happen to Batman? <laughs> the doors reopen, and it's the little guy's twin brother. Other little guy. Yeah, these guys are the worst bodyguards. Worst doormen ever. Doormen ever. They always have a problem, and I find this very comedic. That we get a lot of, we get a few shots of this door opening up, and these guys, one of them or both of them, there, it's hilarious. And their changes in appearance each time is very, yeah. Funny. It was get more and more beat up as the it's like it's like up. a Mike Tyson punch out. As each round goes on, you're a little more fucked up. That's how they were every time they open that. Yeah, door. I don't know why, but I got a vanilla ice vibe. <laughs> <laughs> why? So in my head, I was like mentally like, oh, the two vanilla ices are <laughs> answering the door. They're like, there's no penguin here. Uh, leave or your suit's going to get full of blood. Fucking Batman goes, mine or yours? Yeah. Woo! <laughs> In three hits, he knocks out both the twins and Mosey's right on into the iceberg lounge. He gets jumped by a bunch of dudes. He kicks all their asses. And during the battle, Batman turns around and there's Penguin. Colin Farrell. 
dude looks great in his makeup. Yeah, his amazing. Face is scarred up. He's got gold teeth. He looks at Batman. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Take it easy. You looking for me? I see you met the twins. <laughs> yeah. He goes, "How you doing? I'm Oz." Oswald Cobblepot, Penguin, my and man. I love how grounded all of these characters are in this. I mean, obviously, we have a guy in a bat suit, and and we could talk about the mask is is looks like sewn together, kind of, and more leathery. Um, and it does have like a flatter nose too than the other masks. But besides that, kind of the rest of the characters, the villains and Catwoman and stuff are are very grounded. They're very, you know, not as theatric. Not, yeah, it's not the extreme penguin, and I'm fine with that too. I'm totally into the Tim Burton penguin as well. Um, but that would be very off-putting in this environment that he's creating. Um, I penguins, I think my penguin's my favorite character in this movie. Yeah. I, I mean, aside from Batman, yeah. Uh, I mean, not nah, Riddler's so good too. Riddler's so good when he freaks out. Oh, yeah. Um, so Oswald Calipati extends his hand to try, try to shake it with Batman, and Batman just sets back whatever contraption he was going to shoot Penguin with. Uh, we get this super tense moment from super relaxing to pretty funny, and I love how nice Penguin's like accommodating to seem to be to Batman because he's like, I don't want no trouble. Just get in and get out. Um, they go to Penguin's Lounge, Batman showing him the pics of the mayor with his blonde girl, asking who she is. Penguin doesn't know. And stop the show. Stop the world. Because in walks smoking hot Zoe Kravitz. <laughs> Lenny Kravitz's daughter, a.k.a. Selena Kyle, a.k.a. Catwoman, just stops dead in her tracks at the sight of Batman. Batman says, it's okay. Mr. Vengeance here doesn't bite. (laughs) Uh, She gives Penguin a wad of cash. She gives her a bunch of drops, drugs, whatever these are. I want some drops. They look pretty cool. So is he, when he says Mr. Vengeance, is that already getting around? Yeah. Yeah. He's making a name for himself. That they're already calling him, kind of saying that? Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. She moves a glass on the table and she sees a picture of the blonde. Batman's watching her to get her reaction to these pics. He knows something's up. She leaves. Penguin Penguin gives Batman his picks, but Batman wants to know who the girl is, Mm. what she has to do with the murder. What murder? uh, Batman goes, the mayor's. Penguin takes another long, hard look at the picks and goes, oh, shit, it's the mayor. (laughs) (laughs) He's the best character in this movie. Batman gets pissed. He smashes Penguin against his glass window. He's like, I'm just a proprietor. What people doing here ain't got nothing to do with me. He gives Batman his picks back. He goes, whoever she is, she's some hot chick. Why don't you ask the mayor's wife who she is? Oof. Uh, he gives a long, hard look at Batman. He goes, oh, what? Too soon? He smiles with his gold teeth. He just looks like a mobster with a capital mob. <laughs> uh, Batman looks at the pick. He sees the blonde wearing the same black boots that smoking hot Selena Kyle's just walked in wearing and begins his mission to find her she runs out the club she gets in a cab and there's bruce wayne on his motorcycle following the cab hmm. she's on the phone with her friend who's crying because of what she just saw on the news selena says she's gonna leave uh, they're gonna leave town tonight and then the phone hangs up hmm. we cut to a scene uh much like the opening shot of the movie where we're once again looking through binoculars but now we're looking into selena kyle's house 
and we're looking through the binoculars of Bruce Wayne. He's in another building in a hoodie. He's right. still got residual makeup on his eyes. And this character, they refer to him as the drifter character. So in year one, he was kind of that character. So this would be first time on film to have this third persona. We've always known Batman as Batman, Bruce Wayne, you know, Playboy millionaire um and batman at night but there's this third character this drifter character that they picked up from the comic which is fascinating to see on film and and i would say him watching her and with the binoculars and everything playing off of the riddler they're 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 not too far off from each other at this point batman Mm. continues to grow and the riddler doesn't but they're they're kind of Right, the Riddler is doing work that he thinks needs to be done, and he goes extreme with it. But you know, um, right now they're they're a little parallel, and that always happens in Batman movies with the villains too. They right, they play off of he he shows up, then they kind of show up, and they're always there because of him. They always seem to want to work with him. They always seem to think they're working with him, and he's like, "You're all crazy. I don't work with you." Yeah, this is a big love letter to Batman from the Riddler throughout this entire movie. Even Joker and Heath Ledger Joker. He's like, I don't I don't want you to die. I need you to yeah. live. Yeah. Uh, Batman has found the blonde. She lives with Selena Kyle. She's crying because her picture is all over the news now because Gordon's goddamn account sent the pictures to all the media. <laughs> uh, the entire time he is not watching the blonde. He is watching Selena. I mean, we all are. She's changing into this tight black outfit, sneaks out the window, and parkours her way down three flights using fire escapes. This shocks Bruce, who stands up amazed and follows her. Uh, we arrive back at the murdered mayor's house. Down comes Catwoman. She's looking for a safe, which ends up being behind this painting in a wall. She takes out her safe cracking gear, turns the knobs, and we get the shot of her mask with the two little kitty ears on the side. Mm. She's a cat burglar. She cracks a safe. And only then does Batman go, you're pretty good at that. Like he's been standing there the entire time watching her do it. Yeah, like the Riddler was standing in the beginning, staring at the mayor. Similarities. More similarities. Also, too, like we don't have a wall safe either. Just naming the things we don't do. We don't fight crime. We don't have outro music or intro music. (laughs) We don't have have a wall safe. With 50 cents in it with my goddamn laundry quarters in it. <laughs> God, I suck. Uh, Batman Catwoman start fighting. She does. He's just defending himself. He finally subdues her. He snatches a passport out of her hand, opens it, and he sees it's the blondes. Catwoman tells Batman the mayor stole her friend's passport. Batman wants to know, what does she know? Whatever it is, she won't tell me. Batman wants to go talk to her. So they race back to Catwoman's place. Uh-oh, it's ransacked. Yeah, not good. Catwoman's freaking out, screaming for a friend. Batman's looking around the apartment. Her friend is gone. Then we hear it on the news. Pete, the commissioner, has been found dead. The killer posted a message on social media, and it's very disturbing. And then there he is, baby, the Riddler. Hmm. breathing heavy like michael myers with his mask on hello people of gotham this is the riddler his voice is tuned down it sounds creepy as hell i killed the mayor because he was not who he pretended to be but i am not done camera pans around and the commissioner uh camera pans around and there's 
the commission repeat with a device strapped to him. It's like this old school. I think it was like a torture device where they put mice in your chest. Mm-hmm. And like if they can't get out, they just burrow through your chest into your body. That was like an old school method of torture, I think. Yeah, um, super, super elaborate. Just awful. For a Batman movie. This is like a that's like a saw movie punishment. And this isn't a Batman movie. Awesome. I love that they have it on TV, but they have right next to it warning disturbing images. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's like that's that's like the alien footage in uh, uh, signs. Yeah, Vominos, Vominos. There's a cage device on his head as well, which sort of looks like the contraption from Saw. And Riddler says he's going to continue to kill until the truth of our city will finally be unmasked. And then he goes, Goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) He's so good. Uh, and then it flashes on the screen. GCPD commissioner murdered. Catwoman's like, uh, I've seen the commissioner before at the Iceberg Lounge. She tells Batman about the club within the club, the mob hangout. She's seen a lot of upstanding citizen types at the mob hangout. He tells her she's going to help him for her friend. Uh, then looks down and he's getting mobbed by three cats rubbing on his leg. And he looks up and he goes, you got a lot of cats. <laughs> So they start flirting as much as you could flirt with someone like Batman. Uh, he walks off telling her she's not safe there. And then we cut to Gordon and Batman at the morgue. <laughs> they check the commissioner's body. Gordon tells Batman commissioner he got injected with the neck uh, in the neck with arsenic, rat poison. Gordon's like, that seems to be his theme. And they look at the contraption from the commissioner's head and it's a rat maze. And more coding from the Riddler's earlier puzzle written inside the maze. Gordon showing Batman the pigs of commissioner doing illegal drug deal with the guy. And Gordon cannot believe after they work so hard to bust Maroney. Batman hits a button on the cage and a door pops open with another note to the Batman. He opens <laughs> it, find the rat, bring him into the light. And Gordon and Batman can't figure it out. Cut to Batman putting his cool recording contact lens in Catwoman's eye. She is not stoked about this. Mm-mm. hands her an earpiece and i love this shot when she's walking out of this busted apartment and he's got all this equipment set up and the train's coming by like 10 feet away from him and it's blowing everything away it's a really cool shot mm-hmm. uh then she's in the iceberg lounge strutting the shit out of every single step she's taking <laughs> god damn some crazy hot outfit she's going to the club within the club Some dude stops her at the door and in her ear, Batman says, that's one of the guys I fought the other night. Looks like I broke his nose. (laughs) (laughs) Just patting himself on the back. Yeah. Her contact lenses are recording and also scanning faces. And we find out the dude watching the door is GCPD. He lets her in the club. She walks around and is scanning everyone's faces, but everyone's looking at her boobies. (laughs) Batman's like, these guys have a problem with eye contact. Everyone in the club is doing drops. And they spot the DA, Gil. He's <laughs> flirting with Catwoman. She goes to his table. Half the district attorney's office is there. They're all doing drops, surrounded by chicks. Gil's wasted, talking about the Riddler killing the most powerful people in the city. Uh, he knows so much. He knows about the rat. Oh. Mm. Batman's like, ask about the rat. Gil says there's an informant on the Salvatore Moroni, uh, on Salvatore Moroni, and that's how they got him out of the drops business. But if Riddler knows, it's going to come out, and the whole city is going to come apart. Hmm. 
And one of the girls at the table is like, I don't want to hear this. That's how this Russian girl disappeared. Mm-hmm. Now Catwoman's like, all right, what's going on? What do you know about the Russian girl? So the girl gets up, walks away, Batman and Catwoman. He's like, stay on the DA. She's like, no, I'm here for my friend. Uh, Batman's getting pissed at her. Catman, uh, Catwoman goes up to the girl and starts asking about her friend. And two men appear. One of them is Penguin. And he goes, hey, let's keep things festive here, ladies. <laughs> The other man there is Carmine Falcone, John Turturro, Jesus from the Big Lebowski. <laughs> He's also on a phenomenal HBO show called The Night Of, where he plays a lawyer, lovable character. <laughs> Great guy. He goes up to Catwoman. He's like, it's been a long time since I've seen you. Uh, he asks how she's been, gently touches her chin. They have history somehow. And Batman's watching this all happen. He tells her not to be a stranger. He walks away. She heads to the bathroom. Batman's pissed. How do you know Falcone? She's like, the hell with this. The hell with you. Takes out the earpiece, takes out the the contact lens, and that's it. She leaves the club. We see a shot from inside a car. There's the Riddler. Breathing. Looking out the eye. Yeah, breathing. He fogged up the entire car. (laughs) This scene, this scene is very familiar, okay? He's breathing inside the car. Yeah. Looks outside the car. Catwoman, she's trying to get a cab. And out comes Gil, the DA, asking if she needs a ride. That's me right there. And points to the car where Riddler is still sitting inside breathing. Catwoman grabs a cab, bails on poor Gil. And defeated with his tail between his legs, he walks back to his car. Ave Maria playing in the background. Mm. Every time Riddler's going to kill somebody. So cool. Gil gets in his car, wipes off the condensation from the windshield, just like Annie in Halloween, <laughs> and just like Michael Myers from the back seat. Riddler gets up. Gil sees him. Gil sees the headrest in the passenger seat. Yeah. And then realizes it, turns around, and there's Riddler. Pop, 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 right in his face. Riddler pulls him off the car horn pulls out the duct tape and everything here is out of focus. They're still inside the car. Riddler's opening this contraption, straps it around Gil's neck and tightens it up. Gil's freaking out, but Riddler's like, just hold still. Mm -hmm. And then the contraption starts blinking. And I wonder if people, you know, obviously the reputation of vengeance and the penguin refers to it. But at this point, we've got two people sort of committing acts of vengeance. So I wonder if they know it's two people or they think it's one rolled together at this point. This is you thinking Somerset or Mills was the killer in seven. Yeah, they probably think that Batman and Riddler are in on it. Yeah, Yeah, the mobsters, maybe maybe it's one person or a group of people, but they don't know, but they definitely... There's not been, like other Batman movies, there's not been a giant bat was sighted. Right, yeah. we always get that, and they think in some of the comics that he's a real giant bad, and and they shot him, and the bullets went right through him, or these types of things. So this is interesting because we haven't gotten that. He's just vengeance, but also these other things are taking place too. So the shadows, yes. Gordon's taking an elevator to the top of the building to turn off the bat signal, and Batman's there and asks Gordon what he knows about the confidential informant in the Moroni case. Gordon knows about it. Batman says the Riddler knows who he is. Tells Gordon he's got an inside source. 
feels very nervous. They think the killer's targeting people close to the case. Mm-hmm. Gordon worked on that case. Batman's like, Riddler's not coming for you. You're you're not corrupt. Hmm. He says Gordon wants to find the rat. Uh, Gordon wants to find the rat. Batman says a secret deal has been made. Who knows how many people it touches? Politicians, police, the courts. It'll tear the whole city apart. It's a powder keg and Riddler is the match. Absolutely. Woo! That's a lot of power to have. And, and uh, these scenes when they're up in this tower... So they used uh, what they call the volume and it's uh, ILM effects and they use it from Mandalorian and those shows. So that's all giant HD LED panels behind them with the city on those panels. Um, and they set that up the way they need it and film it with different cityscapes and add in to make it more Gotham-y. Um, but um, amazing job when you see it and watch it again. It's crazy to think that they're just it's like a giant TV behind them with with the city on it. So sick. Uh, we got Bruce back in the Batcave. He's watching a video of Catwoman arguing with him, uh, saying she does not have a relationship with Far- uh, Carmine Falcone. Uh, Alfred sees this, comments on how pretty she is. New friend of yours. <laughs> Bruce is unsure. Alfred is happy to see him in a suit. Bruce is like, there's a memorial for the mayor. Serial killers like to follow their crimes. Riddler might not be able to resist. Alfred thinks he translated more of the code. You are El Rata Alada. Hmm. A rat with wings. Alfred's like slang for pigeon. Uh-oh, you sure about that? Hmm. Bruce thinks it means stool pigeon. Uh, you sure about that? Bruce heads to the memorial, and there's a blockade holding back Riddler supporters, all chanting no more lies and holding Riddler logos. Bruce is not stoked. He pulls up in his dope little black car. Media's going nuts. They're taking pics, calling his name. He looks over and sees Penguin coming out of a car with Carmine Falcone. Bruce is shocked to see them there. Carmine reaches for a hand, and immediately you can see Bruce is like, uh-oh, that better not be Catwoman. Mm-hmm. A long leg pops out wearing the same black boot Catwoman seemed to be wearing. Uh, And Bruce follows him up the steps. He's looking super pissed. He's staring at the back of the woman's head. He gets stopped by Penguin and Falcone's henchmen. The woman turns around and it's the girl from the club. The other girl. It's not Catwoman. Mm -hmm. Um, Falcone tells his guys, you're holding back the prince of the city. (laughs) He's surprised to see Bruce. He tells us the story about how one time he got shot in the chest. He couldn't go to the hospital. He went to Thomas Wayne, Bruce's daddy, operating on Falcone right there in the dining room table. Bruce was upstairs watching the entire thing. Mm. He goes, you don't think it meant something that he did that? Bruce is like, nope, he just took the Hippocratic Oath. (laughs) Falcone is flabbergasted. He just laughs. He goes, ha! Great acting. Clearly, we have connection with Falcone and the Wayne family. Mm. Bruce is inside the church. At the memorial, looking around at any shady characters. There's armed police pointing guns at the crowd at the funeral. A little unsettling. <laughs> Bruce spots a kid crossing the barrier, but a cop stops him. Here's a kid behind him talking about the renewal fund, Gotham safety net. What good is it? Didn't help my daughter. Guy was just another rich scum sucker. Got what he deserved. Hmm. Looks at Bruce and goes, you know what I mean? Don't I know you? <laughs> And then a lady calls. And don't we know that guy later on? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Wait, do we? He he pops up again? Yeah. He does? He is. uh, Wait, don't. 
don't tell me until he pops up do you know okay. what point he pops up yeah, yeah yeah i don't know i don't know i didn't know he came back okay yeah. hold that make sure you re- note me on that because i did not know uh a lady comes to bruce it's bella real did i get that name right yeah sure <laughs> first time in history of this goddamn podcast that one i didn't have so you got the one right yeah I'm, yeah i'm just saying it, if it ain't it is it's bella real she's running for mayor bruce has not returned her calls uh he looks back at the angry fellow who apparently comes back in this movie that i did not know about uh partially thinking probably that this guy is the riddler or like some tar- part of his faction uh she bruce bella tells bruce there's more he could be doing for the city if only she knew what he was doing for the city mm-hmm. uh, she knows of the family's th- philanthropy but says that he hasn't been doing anything and when she's elected she wants to change that that's another reason i couldn't be batman i Oof. couldn't like do all this stuff at night to save people and then just take just take hits during the day thankless it is a thankless task uh they see the mayor's son whose bloody footprint batman found on the floor in the beginning uh behind him here's gordon tell the chief who's also from the hbo show chernobyl a Hmm. phenomenally depressing show that gill the district attorney is missing and then we get this funny moment where the cop from the beginning who was trying to stop Batman from entering the crime scene, he yeah. called him a freak. Yeah. He impressed. He goes, Hey, Bruce Wayne. And he waves. Him like he's a nerd. So he's so happy to see him. It's awesome. We get all this commotion outside people yelling. Great. At a funeral. Is there a worse time? Mm. Bruce looked back, sees the mayor's kid looks up, sees a silhouette of a man. Then looks down and a truck comes crashing through the doors. Bruce jumps, grabs the kid. The truck turns and just misses hitting the casket and crashes against the pillar. Bruce Bruce looks back up and the man, the silhouette that he saw is now gone. All the cops run up to the car. They're like, get the hell out of the car. Put your hands up. A man gets out. And who gets out of the car, Vertebrae? (laughs) Who is that? It's Gil. The district attorney. He's back. His mouth is duct tape. No more lies, Riddle. (laughs) He's got a phone taped to his hand and a note taped to his chest and the device blinking around his neck. Everyone screams. The phone begins ringing and everyone runs out of the church. The note taped to his chest says to the Batman. Mm. The whole church is cleared out. There's dudes in tactical gear behind huge shields. Gil sitting pathetically alone on a chair in the middle of this church with his head down. The phone's still ringing, and I love it. This little robot machine drives right up to his face and turns lights on because no one wants to go near this guy. Yeah, that's the bomb bomb squad squad. it is just so funny just that little machine and poor gill sitting there with his head down and the phone ringing worst situation ever unbelievable but one man will go right up to him (laughs) and coming walking out of the shadows is batman the chief is pissed batman rips the tape off gill's mouth gill apologizes He says the guy would kill him if he didn't do what he said. He wants to take off the bomb around his neck. And Batman goes, not if you want to keep your head. Hmm. Oof. When's a Batman line ever flown like that out of his mouth? 
He's trying out quips, you know, yeah. like a hero. He wants to see how these are. Yeah, movies. one-liners. He's yeah. Seen Schwarzenegger movies. <laughs> Batman takes a note off the DA's chest. He opens it up. It just says, answer. And Gil picks up his hand, and there's the phone ringing. He does, and there's a chair with the Riddler logo. And Riddler puts his face right up to it and says, you came. Batman asks who he is. Riddler says, I'm nobody just an instrument here to unmask the truth about the cesspool they call a city. Let's do it together. I've been trying to reach you. You're a part of this too. You'll see. Mm. And now we see that he's streaming this conversation with Batman to all of his followers saying he's putting Gil, the DA on trial. Gil's like, please get this device off me. Or this psycho is going to kill me. Riddler jumps out of his chair and he's like, you deserve to be dead. Mm -hmm. screaming like a psycho and then he begins laughing he is clearly very mentally disturbed playing it very well he says i'm giving you a chance no one ever gave me a chance he says he's loved doing puzzles ever since he was a child it's the one thing that took him away from the horrors of the world he wants gil to do a puzzle too three middle three riddles two minutes mm. you get the answer correct you get the code for the lock riddle one it can be cruel, poetic, or blind, but when it's denied, it's violence you may find. Hmm. Justice. <laughs> Riddler yells at Gil. He was supposed to be the long arm of justice. Yeah. Riddle two, if you are justice, please do not lie. What is the price for your blind eye? Bribes. He wants to know how much Gil charges to turn his back and take bribes. Gil fesses 10 grand a month not to prosecute certain cases. Batman goes, what cases? Gil goes, he didn't ask me that. <laughs> Hold fucking, on to that info. Fucking lawyer end. talk. Riddler laughing goes, okay, don't lose your head. Just one more riddle before your time is up. Since your justice is so select, which vermin are you paid to protect? It's the rat. Batman says the informant you pay to protect from the Salvatore Moroni case. Gil goes, how did you know about that? They want a name. Gil won't give it up. I'm a dead man. You're talking to a dead man. If I die now, I die. But if I give up that name, I have family and he'll kill them too. People are watching. It's so much bigger than you can imagine. It's the whole system. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> And then I love it. Riddler goes, five, four, three, two, gone. Boom. Yeah. Right in Batman's face. Just blew this dude's head clean off his goddamn shoulders. This is a Batman movie. Yeah. I would say, though, that him being that close with, like, Obviously, he's got some sort of tactical gear on his body, but his face is just in this he leather. He gets shot 70 times in this movie and hit. That whole Batman thing, that whole suit's got to be bulletproof and shockproof and fucking. He is, yeah, I don't know how, yeah, how his head didn't explode too with that. Who knows? Yeah, and I do love the Riddler has, you know, he took the time to make a logo. So he's got the. He's got a marketing mark. behind. Yeah, he, he's got a digital yeah. guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's a designer as well. And and he's got uh it's almost the marks around it kind of put it in like crosshairs. Yeah. Right. The the question mark in the crosshairs, which is really which is really cool. And 
and reminiscent of a few serial killers in real life. So, um, yep. So awesome. Uh, we cut to Batman waking up on the table with cops shining lights in his eyes. I want to take the mask off. They try to do it. Batman jumps up ready to kick some ass and all the cops back off. We just thought of that now. They took him all the way back. <laughs> Before they took the mask off. Yeah, like they took him all the way back there. Gordon's yelling at everybody to chill. The chief is pissed at Gordon for protecting Batman. He says the DA's blood is on his hands. Batman's like, maybe it's on yours. Mm. He'd rather die than talk. What was he afraid of? You? Chief tells him he's an accessory to murder. And then a cop just grabs his little bat ear and starts pulling at his mask. <laughs> so Batman just starts whooping all these cops' asses. <laughs> And the chief goes, now I got you on assaulting an officer. And Batman goes, you can have me on assaulting three. So no. badass. That's Ephraim Winslow right there. <laughs> uh, Gordon stops Batman. He's like, this isn't the way to do things. He's like, can I have the room to myself for two minutes with him? So they clear the room. They give him two minutes. He walks up to Batman, shoves him in the chest, putting on a show. He says, listen to me. And he gets real close to Batman and goes, we gotta get you out of here mm -hmm. batman goes that could bring a lot of heat on you and gordon goes well you punched me in the face and then <laughs> batman for the only time like somerset laughing at mills the only time batman cracks a smile and sort of laughs to himself yes he's got he actually has a smile i wrote that down he smirks the only time in the entire movie most uplifting emotional emotion shown from this from him this entire movie gordon gives him the key to the roof the cops are watching them talk can't hear them the cop with the broken nose who is guarding the door at the iceberg lounge shows up and batman asks gordon who is he gordon goes he's from narcotics hmm. batman's like i fought him at the iceberg lounge they're wondering if he's a corrupt cop bat and then right when gordon looks away batman pop takes his shot pops gordon in the face and bails He's running down the hallway. Cops are chasing him all through the precinct. He pulls out his bat grapple to fly his way up to the roof. He gets <laughs> to the edge and he stops and gasps at how high up he is. A new quality we have never seen in Batman where he's stopping and going, oh, my God, because he's relatively new to this whole thing. Yeah. New, but prepared. He pulls a cord. The cape turns into this giant puffy hang gliding coat. He spreads his arms and he jumps off the roof and the bat is flying. Hmm. Hang gliding through Gotham, but it's not fancy bat wings. There's no flare. It's not, it's not Tim Burton wings or anything. This is just the beginning of him figuring this out. Hey, it's just like a flying squirrel. That's a kind million of miles down. an hour. Just with his cheeks flying. This dude is gunning it through the streets of Gotham. <laughs> uh, it is so crazy. Uh, and then he's going a million miles an hour. He deploys his chute, but he gets caught up in the tunnel and Batman smashes into a bus, hits a car, hits a car and gets tossed a hundred feet down the street. <laughs> it's, it's hilarious. He's in the early stages. He's figuring this all out. It's fun to watch him fail and learn and not be perfect all the time and then journal it sean it's fun I, for him to do that and then write it in his journal the only way you're gonna learn is from learning from your mistakes <laughs> uh he gets up real slow and he just limps away it is so funny i remember laughing out loud in the theater cut to him he's back at the bat signal 
Gordon comes in with a coffee in his hand. You could have at least pulled that punch. Mm. And jokingly and funnily and even somewhat sad, he goes, I did. Mm. <laughs> he <laughs> back on the punch and he still knocked Gordon out. Yeah. They have such a great dynamic, these guys. Like Mills and Somerset. Batman says he doesn't trust any of the cops. They're wondering what the narcotics cop was doing with Penguin. Gordon says he's protecting the rat. Batman asks if Gordon thinks the penguin is the rat. He's got the mob club. Maroney was always there. Penguin would know a lot of dirt. Maybe he got himself in a jam and he's working on a deal as his only way out. Batman goes, the rata alada. The rat with wings. Riddler's latest riddle. He thinks it means stool pigeon. Mm -hmm. Gordon says penguins have wings too. Batman wants to go have a talk with him. Gordon's concerned the Riddler is going to kill again. Batman's like, it's his game now. It's all connected. If we're going to find the Riddler, we got to find the rat. Got the Gordon Batman do a recon on Penguin. What a coincidence. It's raining. <laughs> They're following him and his crew. They stop at the recycling plant. Batman sees it's a drug operation. They're making drops. Gordon says, looks like they got Maroney's operation back up and running. And Batman goes, or they never shut it down at all. Gordon's like the biggest drug bust in history. A fraud in Gotham? No. Hmm. Batman gets distracted because he hears a motorcycle in the distance. He goes to check and it's Catwoman. And he goes, this is going to be a problem. It's about to get complicated. Yeah, he's thinking it's complicated, but he's also thinking, oh, cool. I ride a motorcycle too. Yeah. Yeah. Look at us. <laughs> Catwoman goes up to the twins from the club who are guarding Penguin's car and she whoops their asses. They get it and catch another whoop in the twins. <laughs> the worst. They've got to be like, it's got to be a favor for the Penguin. Like, oh, yeah. He, it's yeah. some dude's sons that yeah. it just rejects. Yeah. Give these guys yeah. a job, these bozos a job, yeah. please. It's, yeah, it's like it's uh, it's the guy from Casino uh, with uh, De Niro when he gave him the, the guy in the slots machine. Uh, horror guy now i can't remember his goddamn name whatever i'll tweet <laughs> it later uh catwoman goes up to the twins she beats their ass she goes up to the duffel bags filled with cash and here comes batman again scaring the shit out of her she's planning on stealing all the cash she opens one of the duffels up and boom there's her friend yeah dead and right as she stops to take it all in pop 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 pop, pop gunshots going off Big ass shootout. The goons are firing. The twins are firing. Gordon's firing. I love this. Penguin walks over. He's limping over. He's got an Uzi in his hand, spraying bullets. <laughs> hey, vengeance. You think you can come after my money? Then an engine fires up. Everyone stops. This bitch is roaring. Everyone <laughs> staring in its direction. It's Batman in the early version of the Batmobile. It's just a car, but it's souped up. Fire shooting out the back. Under the hood, you see it's glowing hot. It is pointed right at the Penguin, who's having a long stare down with it. The music gets high. The moment gets tense as hell. And this is another horror movie nod, right? Christine. It feels very Christine, oh, the yeah. car. Yeah, yeah. Batman hits the gas. And the car stalls out and stops. <laughs> I yeah. guess it's a manual shift. <laughs> oh, it's so funny watching him screw up and have to figure things out. I love flawed Batman. 
So everyone's running off. Everyone's bailing. And the narcotics cop is there with the goons. They tell him to grab the duffels of cash. But then they leave without him. Batman fires the Batmobile back up. And now he is tearing ass. Right before Catwoman bails, she hits the narcotics cop with her bike and grabs one of his duffels full of cash. And she breaks the hell out. Now we get this epic chase scene. Batman Mm. versus Penguin. It's pouring. They're flying a million miles an hour, driving in oncoming traffic. Batman is on Penguin's ass. So Penguin causes this massive car accident. 50 car pile up to trip up Batman. All these 18 wheelers, they're crashing, they're exploding, falling over. Penguin clears it. He's celebrating. He's yeah, this, for me, this is the only part that really might bother me a little bit. I mean, he's driven by the loss of his parents. But like, there's a lot of people who died in this chase. There's a lot of people who died, a lot of other people's parents. Um, and and this is where if we get another film in the series or more, we'll probably see a, a change for him. But this is just him being so focused on vengeance that, that it doesn't seem to even phase him. He's going to get this guy no matter what. Um, yeah, just awful, though, how they're just... So many people are affected by this, but Penguin stoked. I got you, you Mm -hmm. freaking psycho. And there's a truck turned over on its side. Penguin looks in his mirror. And this is my milking of the the alpacas alpacas moment. Oh, yeah. When Batman comes crashing through this turned over truck. And we get this shot of Penguin in absolute horror. The Batmobile <laughs> lands, and he is back on Penguin's ass. And you will love it. That's a practical effect. So they shot that, and 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 they had to, you know, get it perfect. Um, and I know how much you love practical effects. So you're milking the alpacas moment as a practical effect. See? It makes a lot of sense, but I like yours too. I like yours a lot too. I didn't go the mist route and do 70 milking of the alpacas. That was just <laughs> for the mist. For Batman, I'm I'm going to leave it for one for all movies or at least try to, but I like yours. I think I like I might like yours better than mine. You know, if we ever get a sponsor on this podcast, it's gotta be like the alpaca association. Milk the, the alpaca milk association, yeah. Or something, or just like the, you know. They'll be like, we're the worst selling milk in history. We're right. like, we're we know. Adopt, we saw the movie. Adopt Alpaca's Commission or something. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, we'll do a we'll do a podcast from an alpaca farm. <laughs> and maybe we'll even milk some alpacas. Oh, oh this is, took a turn for the worst. He smashes into Penguin's car, and then we get this sick shot of Penguin inside the car, like a friggin' washing machine flipping around. Then we get the shot outside of Batman's car. He skids and comes to a stop, and we're stopped with Batman. And over his car, we see Penguin's car doing a million flips. It is phenomenal. Hmm. Back inside the car, we got Penguin spinning, flying all over the place. One of the cra- some of the craziest goddamn footage I've ever seen in a movie. Hmm. But Penguin survives. And there he is, upside down, and we get his POV upside down in the car, the silhouette of Batman, the flames in the background from the wreckage, Batman's silhouette with the cape blowing in the wind. It is so fucking cool. And no airbags in Penguin's car, by the way. And he survived. No no airbags in a newer car. And, and when Batman leans down 
like it's so epic but having shotgun this movie and watched it a few times for you know just for the podcast the last like two times i watched it i would just go like peekaboo yeah something he needed a line yeah <laughs> he needed a line uh, and while he's walking the penguin, the Batman theme is playing. Boom, 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 boom. I'm putting that on the In Madness playlist. So cool. Awesome. Uh, he's doing this slow, heavy walk. Boom, 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 boom. Right the penguin's car kneels down, and there he is face to face. I got you, mother effer. Mm. Cut to penguin with uh, getting a bag ripped off his head. And there he is with Gordon and Batman. What's this? Good cop and batshit cop? still funny even after all this even after being kidnapped still funny he plays this character phenomenally is perfect are you excited for the penguin isn't he getting his own series yeah 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 Yeah. hell yeah i didn't know it was i did know it was colin farrell but then when he popped up i'm like whoa yeah that doesn't even look like him and then he says to 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 test the makeup he went to starbucks to see if anyone would recognize him and nobody did or something um so sick he plays his character so good especially in this scene i think matt reeve said when he asked him to do it and they met then when the next time he saw him was like a makeup test and he was like then the entire time they shot the movie he was always in makeup so after the movie he was kind of bummed out because he feels and he kind of stayed in character a little so he really didn't spend time with colin farley spend time with penguin amazing oz yeah uh gordon and batman are drilling penguin about being the rat and the drops operation being taken over by the cops the city the city officials the mayor the da they all got greedy they just took over the operation and made penguin run it they know that's why he killed catwoman's friend she found out he was the rat and killed her but riddler found out about it who's the riddler they're just drilling penguin with Mm -hmm. they think they know our facts Mm mm-hmm Penguin goes, you're one hell of a duet. When are you going to start harmonizing? <laughs> so good. He's like, I ain't no rat. Falcone would kill me if I was a rat. Gordon's like, oh, you don't want to talk about rats? Look what they did to my partner's face. And he's showing Penguin a picture of the old commissioner, how, how the Riddler killed him with the rat contraption. And Penguin's reaction, he's going, ah, oh, what are you showing me? Come on. Like he's really, bo- like the head mobster. And he's, he's bothered by these people. Yeah, not at all. so funny. <laughs> Gordon goes, are you El Rat, El Rat Alada, the rat with wings? That's what we deciphered from the Riddler's maze. Penguin's like, what? That's the worst Spanish I ever heard. It's La, La Rata. Is Riddler stupid? Look at you two, world's greatest detectives. <laughs> Am I the only one who knows the difference between El and La? No habla espanol? <laughs> Now Gordon and Batman get worried. Did Riddler make a mistake? He doesn't make mistakes. Penguin goes, rat with wings. You know what that sounds like to me? A friggin' bat. You ever think of that? <laughs> Penguin's the smartest out of everybody here. Yeah, and, and as Gordon at any point, like, huh, is the guy that runs around in this bad costume? Like, a psychopath? Yeah, not telling me the truth or... Maybe he doesn't know all of what he's talking about. Like, yeah. But then Batman goes, you are El Rata Alata. Yeah. You are El. Go to the computer, type in the password, type in the computer, RataAlata.com, and boom, a blinking question mark prop pops up on the screen. It's Riddler. Have you found him? El Rata Alata? 
is a penguin or rat with wings. And then he gets the worst response you can ever get. Hmm. Interesting. Oh, <laughs> so I didn't get it. Yeah. That's like when my boss responds to me with like, I did this. And he's like, interesting. It's like, oh, no. Oh, no. Where did they get this computer from? Yeah, who knows? It's some weird iPad. It's a yeah, maybe it's a new bat device. It's, it just shows up. Do you have it on him? It's just that laptop on him. Riddler goes, You're missing the big picture. I need to show you more for you to understand. My next victim is the biggest piece of the puzzle yet. Batman goes, Uh oh, victim dead. Riddler goes, He will be soon. Here's your clue. I grew from a seed tough as a weed, but in a mansion in a slum. I'll never know where I come from. Do you know what I am? Orphan. Hmm. Goodbye. Riddler's talking about the old orphanage that burnt down part of the Wayne estate. The guys pack up to head out. And right there, Penguin is just there going, you guys know I'm still here, right? (laughs) So funny. They were doing this whole thing, and he's just quiet in the background. And then they just go to leave. And he's like, you know I'm still here? And then they just leave his ass there. And he goes, you goddamn sons of bitches. (laughs) I wonder if in a sequel we'll get this wayne manor yeah you know because we see it here okay obviously he 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 probably now when this movie's over wants to not have it be neglected anymore and wants it to be unity yeah yeah um the sequel by the way can i just go off for a second Um, Sure. i cannot wait i'm hearing mr freeze i'm hearing clayface I would love you to name them all so that like when we're a hundred percent wrong on. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, that's, that's all I'm hearing is Mr. Freeze or Clayface. Uh, but who knows? I would love Clayface is one of my favorite Batman villains or like villains. In- I got the little pop figure. Oh, I'll put up the pop. I finally got a toy. I could post up on the, in madness socials. <laughs> I love Clayface. And like, how would you even do him? If it would be digitized, have like, I hope it looks good. I hope it doesn't look shitty. Like I'm sure I'll- they could do a good job effects wise. I just think you've got to be, be careful with how it fits in this film noir yeah feel although this sequel not being year two anymore and him we'll get to it not being vengeance in a lot of ways anymore hope i I did it i did it i did maybe (laughs) yeah i was just trying to like wait but but (laughs) you know uh maybe the that different look will be okay i love clayface I, you know, listen, they made this amazing movie, so I'm not going to say they can't. I have faith. I have a lot of faith. Uh, It could be done. I think it's probably, I mean, the Riddler's not in this movie on screen a lot, right? So if, if it's handled in that way too, yeah. This is the most conjecture we've ever done on this podcast about a movie that didn't come out yet. By the way. <laughs> yeah, right. There's going to be no Mr. Freeze and no Clayface. And we'll be like, oh, we wasted all that time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, at least I get to pose uh, pop uh, my, my Clayface pop on the socials. I guess if you think of it, none of the movies we've done before, except Color Out of Space, could really have a sequel. Yeah. That, Make sure the- you check out our Color Out of Space episode. Yeah, that's where all this milking of the alpacas comes from. Yeah, and for anyone who's listening. asking what the hell the milking of the alpacas is, listen yeah. to Color Out of Space episode. It's one of and watch great that movie. movie. And watch amazing. the movie. Well, I can't wait to watch it again. Uh, the boys pull up to the burned down orphanage. They kick open the door and in green paint on the wall. Welcome. They get upstairs. They shine a light down a hallway, and we get the screeching violins like a horror movie. 
Mm. A person appears out of nowhere in the hallway and runs back into a room. There is insane. Like, it's a jump scare. You get an, a, a horror movie jump scare. It's great. The guys run into the room uh, thinking it's probably the Riddler, but it's a bunch of dropheads and they're all strung out. And then we hear it. Ave Maria playing down the hall. Mm. The guys walk up to the door painted in green. It says where it all began. They enter a room with a projector. There's Thomas Wayne giving a speech saying he believes in Gotham, announcing his candidacy for mayor. The creation of the Gotham Renewal Fund, the Wayne Foundation, will pledge $1 billion to start a charity for the public funding people and projects that need it right now. Written on the wall in green, renewal is a lie. Also written on the wall, sins of the father. I mean, if this doesn't reek of seven, I don't know what does. Yes, and 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 there's a, another major biblical reference later on in the movie as well, but it has a, a lot of that um, seven quality biblical overtones. I, I do uh, also wonder, was this just on a loop? Did, did they trigger something when they opened the door so it hit play? Has it just been playing for weeks on end? Over and over again. No, Riddler's <laughs> prepared. I feel like he was there and he knew when to hit projector or something. Uh, seems like he's got most of the bases covered. I have a question soon that I'm confused about, so I'm ma- hoping maybe you can answer it. Mm-hmm. It'll, it'll be later. Uh, but it says, Sins of the Father, and then Batman finishes and says, Shall be visited upon the son. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. Oops. Gordon goes, His next victim is Bruce Wayne. Batman's already gone. Gordon looks over, and there's nobody there, and he goes, Hey. <laughs> yeah, classic Batman. That's great. Uh, cut to the tower. The phone's ringing. Batmobile's racing down the street. Alfred's checking the mail. The phone is ringing in the background. He picks up a big package for Bruce Wayne's eyes only. He opens it up. It's from the Riddler for the Batman. On the back of it, it says fireproof. Mm. Alfred flips over the package. There's a red blinking light on the bottom of it. Bottom of it. We cut to the phone ringing and it's Dory. Who's also works in the tower. And one of the few members that's left. Bruce is screaming, something bad is going to happen. It already did, sir. Yeah. Oof. Bruce pulls up and he sees smoke coming out of the tower. Cut to Alfred chucking the bomb, jumps the other way. A huge explosion goes off. She tells Bruce it happened about an hour ago and she's been trying to reach him. Cut to Bruce stressed out. Cops tell him the package was intended for him. It was a C4 explosive. The note inside the fireproof envelope addressed to Batman says, see you in hell. Mm. Cut to Bruce looking at Alfred in the ICU. Alfred is not dead. I thought they killed his ass. When first yeah. time I saw this, I'm like, yeah. they fucking killed Alfred. <laughs> but he's not dead. Doctors are asking Bruce if there's a next to kin. Bruce is like, nope, it's just me. Cut to Bruce. He's uh, moving a massive table out of the way. He's spray painting the floor. He's laying out the photos, the info, doing his detective work. Yeah, what a what a you you think I'm bad with all the notes I write in in my in my journal? This must really drive you nuts. Like I'm gonna just I, I'm watching the scene and I'm like, is the floor not completely sticky from all the the spray paint? You're you're now sleep deprived, high on spray paint fumes, and trying to solve trying to solve this case he it's year two but he has to find a better way i think to to i'll say it again my favorite batman (laughs) paint sniffing sticky feet batman yeah all angry and upset yeah sad 
He's wondering about the sins of my father and how it's connected with renewal is a lie. He begins going through his father's old renewal files. He hears a cat meowing, and it's one of Catwoman's cats licking the lens that Batman gave her. Bruce sees Catwoman in the lens. She says she needs to meet him up. They meet at the spot where the bat signal is and where he and Gordon always meet, and she's pissed that this guy killed her friend. Uh, her friend's dead body was at the nar- inside the narcotic cop's car, and she's going to find him, and she's going to make him pay, and she wants Batman's help because he's vengeance. Right. Uh, he's like, your friend got involved with the wrong people and made bad choices, and they have consequences. She's like, whoever you are, you you obviously grew up rich. <laughs> Slam dunk. <laughs> he gets mad. He asks her if it's worth compromising herself for money. How close did she get to Penguin and Falcone? Uh, Falcone owes her that money. Why does he owe you anything? Because he's my father. Oh, mm. shit. <laughs> now Batman feels like a schmuck. Her mother used to work at the club. She didn't know Falcone was her dad until her mom told her. Uh, she was seven when her mom was murdered, strangled. No one knows how. Social services took her away. Falcone didn't say a word. Batman apologizes. Uh, she's like, you assume the worst in people. Um, they have a lot in common. She asks who he is under the mask, and he looks so sad. Again, <sighs> Michael Keaton, not a sad Batman. Uh, Christian Bale, not a sad Batman. Batman is a sad character, like the crow. Mm-hmm. He's got that sorrow to him. I would and say it, Christian Bale was sad, conflicted, uh, and sad. But he didn't play it as well, I think, as Ephraim Winslow does here. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I'm always going to call Pat and see from Winslow. I love the like Pat. He looks down. He looks sad. Like it's just his delivery. I love him. I love him. I love him. I love him. Uh, she's like, what are you hiding? Or are you her- hideously scarred? And he just goes, yeah. Oof. <laughs> yeah. They share a moment. Uh, someone, someone needs to stand up for people like her friend who are being controlled and killed by people. The mayor, the DA, now Thomas and Bruce Wayne, as far as I'm concerned, Riddler has the right to kill all these assholes. You know, it's crazy. I just uh, like <laughs> just when you were bringing up the other Batman movies, but like if if he's like the second most famous person in all of Gotham or maybe one of the most famous people in all of Gotham. Like if, I, I don't know, uh, Ozzy Osbourne had a bat mask on. Would you know it was Ozzy Osbourne? Still? It, 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 so here we have the <clears throat> Clark Kent, Superman glasses and no glasses yeah, debate. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Mild mannered. Yeah. Uh-huh. And this uh, that kind of that kind of has to do with the question I have coming up for you. And and he couldn't have like I got this big old goatee here, which you yeah know, he, yeah he's, he can't like, trim like he couldn't have that. Like if nah. I put a if I put that on, he's like, oh look, it's Rodney and a man. Yeah, so, nah, he's yeah, not a man of style by any means. <laughs> Batman shocked. He's going. He's like, what do you mean about Thomas and Bruce Wayne? She goes, what do you live in a cave? Ha ha. He does. Yeah. She goes. Riddler's latest is all about the Waynes. If she finds a narcotic cop who killed her friend, is Batman going to help her? And he's like, just don't make any moves without me. They make out. And then he goes, I'm Thomas Wayne, and I approve this message. <laughs> <laughs> so Bruce is there watching the news. They're showing footage. The Riddler has released an old clip. Of Thomas Wayne giving a speech about him and his wife, Martha's family, the Arkhams. Giving back is not an obligation. It's a passion. That's the family's legacy. 
The Riddler cuts in saying the Waynes and the Arkhams got them's founding families, but what is their real legacy? 20 years ago, a reporter set out to uncover the dark truth and found shocking secrets. How when Martha was a child, her mother brutally murdered her father, then committed suicide. And the Arkhams used their money and power to cover it up. And how Martha was in and out of institutions for years, but they didn't want anybody to know. And Bruce seems to be learning all about this in the moment. Mm -hmm. Thomas Wayne tried to force a reporter in a hush money agreement to save his mayoral campaign. But when the reporter refused... Wayne turned a longtime secret associate, Carmine Falcone, and had him murdered. The <laughs> Waynes and the Arkhams, Gotham's legacy of lies and murder. I hope you're listening, Bruce Wayne. This is your legacy, too, and Gotham needs you to answer for the sins of your father. <laughs> and you know, a cool moment in there is they they flash the word hush on the screen, and that's that's a super famous Batman uh, story, Batman comic hush, so it, that's that's no accident, but... Um, we cut back to the Iceberg Lounge. Front door opens. There's the twins. One of them. Beat the hell up. Uh, but it's not Batman. This time it's cold, wet Bruce Wayne. <laughs> he asked the twins the same question that he asked them the first time. Do you know who I am? Same thing. Twins like, I got an idea. Closes the door again. Standing out in the cold. So mm. funny. The door opens again, and there's the other twin, also all beat up. He stares down Bruce. He laughs. They bring him into Falcone. He's playing pool over Gotham in this beautiful mob suite, living the good life. He sees Bruce. They have a chat. Bruce wants to know if what he saw in the news was true. Did Falcone kill the reporter for his dad? Reporter's like, he had dirt. Like Falcone's like, he had dirt on your family history. Your dad didn't want it coming out before the election. He tried paying the guy off. He wasn't having it. So he went to Falcone and said, put the fear of God in this guy. Mm. But when fear isn't enough, he says Thomas wanted, uh, Thomas Wayne wanted Falcone to handle it, so he did. He knows it's a tough pill to swallow, but you'd be surprised what even a good man like your dad is capable of doing in the right situation. Don't lose any sleep over it. The writer was on Maroney's payroll. Maroney never liked that Falcone and Thomas Wayne had history. And after the reporter got killed, Maroney figured that uh, Thomas Wayne would be in Falcone's pocket. And Falcone tells Bruce Maroney would do anything to stop Thomas Wayne from becoming mayor. And he goes, did he have my father killed? Falcone's like, I don't know for a fact, but it looked like that to me. So Bruce is back at the tower. There's a door wrapped in chains. He opens it up, and it's his parents' bedroom. Cut to Bruce. He's at Alfred's bedside in the hospital. Alfred wakes up, and he's happy to see Bruce. And there's grouchy Bruce Wayne. You lied to oh, me. Yeah, so lied mean. The second he wakes up. Just starts yelling at him. You lied to me my whole life. I spoke to Falcone. He told me what he did for my father about Maroney. Why didn't you tell me all these years I spent fighting for him, believing he was a good man? Discredit the guy so quickly. Yeah, not like, I'm glad you're okay. There wasn't, they didn't intend that they were going after me. None of that. Just starts yelling at him. Why'd you lie to me? Yeah, whiny Bruce. Not my favorite moment of his. Alfred gets pissed. He's like, your father was a good man. He made a mistake. He had a man killed. Why? To protect his family, his political campaign? Stop whining. (laughs) Alfred's like, he didn't have anyone killed. He was protecting you. 
In a moment of weakness, he turned to Falcone, but he never thought Falcone would kill the man. He should have. He should have known Falcone would do something that he could use against him. Falcone said he killed the guy. Thomas Wayne said he was going to go to the police and confess that night. And that's the night that Bruce Wayne's mom and dad were killed. And Bruce goes, do you think it was Falcone? And Alfred's like, I wish I knew for sure. Uh, It could have been a random thug on the street who needed money. I've thought about it every single day. I was supposed to protect them. I wanted to help you take care of you, but you needed a father and all you had was me. I'm sorry. Uh, They share a nice moment. Bruce is like, don't be sorry. I never thought I'd feel fear again. Thought he mastered all that. He's not afraid to die now. Realize he's gotten past the fear of ever going through anything like that ever again. He doesn't want to lose someone he cares about. And then he grabs Alfred's hand and they have a nice moment. But then Bruce looks up and there it is shining outside the window, the bat signal. You got Bruce pulling up in the Batmobile. He's meeting Gordon. They realize neither of them have turned on the signal. So now they get a little alarmed. They head up there and they have sexy Catwoman beating the shit out of the narcotics cop who killed their friend. She wants to kill him right then and there. She shows Batman the phone message Falcone left uh, of her friend. She's like, what did they tell you? They made a deal with you. Oh, we told you about the deal. She says, you gave them some information, some drops thing. And that's how he became mayor. He said, you were a very important man. And then we hear Falcone strangling Catwoman's friend on this phone message. Super uncomfortable. And Batman figures it out. El Rata Alada. A falcon has wings too. You think Falcone is the rat? (laughs) They look at the narc. And they say, uh, Falcone works for you guys, the mayor, the DA. And he's like, nope, we work for him. Everyone through renewal. Renewal is everything. The fund after Thomas Wayne died, they all went after it like vultures. The mayor, Maroney, Falcone, everybody wanted in on it. It was perfect for making bribes, laundering money, huge fund, no oversight. Everyone got a piece. But Falcone wanted more. They orchestrated a plan to take Maroney down. Uh, He would rat out the drops operation, make the careers of everyone involved with it, make them all his puppets. The the election doesn't matter. Falcone's the mayor. He's been the mayor for the last 20 years. Damn. If (laughs) that ain't some stark reality. Yeah. She wants to go kill Falcone and kill this narc. Batman's like, no, you cannot do this. We'll get him, but we cannot do it this way. Cross that line and you'll be just like him. Don't throw your life away. And she's like, I got nine of them and kicks the narc off the building. (laughs) Batman and Gordon catch him. They pull him up while Catwoman's getting the hell out of there. Batman goes to stop her. They're going to bring the rat into the light. Like the Riddler said. Then we got smoking hot Catwoman in a pink wig showing up at Falcone's spot alone to talk to him. (laughs) We get a knock at the door at the Iceberg Lounge, and one of the twins goes outside, and we see Bruce Wayne sneak in. Falcone's being pulled away from talking to Catwoman because there's something on the television. Oh, shit. It's the voicemail of him murdering Catwoman's friend on the news and also says mafia informant. (laughs) So busted. If that's not bad enough, here comes Catwoman. Hey, Dad. He turns yeah. around surprised and she points a gun right in his face. I'm Maria Kyle's kid. You remember her? This is for my mother. Pop. Mm-hmm. 
She pops a shot right at his face, and that, that second, Bruce cuts the power in the club. Catwoman missed. Falcone runs away. Right as his goons enter the elevator, uh, 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 right as his goons get up there, the elevator door opens, and it's pitch black. The elevator seems empty, and a goon walks up to it. He shines his flashlight, and scary as hell, up in the corner, there's Batman. Yeah, very xenomorph in the original Alien. <laughs> very much so. Very cool. Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, when when Dallas turns the, yeah. the the flashlight, that's exactly what that is. Wow, I never picked up on that. <laughs> uh, and we, so it's pitch black, and we see them fighting only in the flashes of the guns. Yeah, and it's and the so Catwoman, cool. the Catwoman outfit that she's wearing is a nod to. Uh, I guess Zoe wanted to look like Catwoman in Batman Year One, so she has the short hair and that outfit. So she has the wigs on, then the wig comes off, and when that wig comes off, she's exactly like Catwoman and Batwoman and Batman Year One. Uh, Falcone smacks her with a pool stick. He starts strangling her. She uses them cat claws to scratch his face, so he's strangling her more. You made me do this just like your mother. Mm-hmm. Ah, now you know who it is. So Batman knocks him off. He saves Catwoman. She wants to shoot Falcone, but he talks her out of it. And there's Falcone getting shoved out of the club by Batman. Mm-hmm. You think I'm scared of you? I'm going to cry. All the big secrets are coming out. Let me tell you something. Whatever I know, whatever I've done, it's all coming to my grave. He sees Gordon <laughs> and says, you uh, you with Zorro here? Don't you all you know you all work for me? Gordon shoves him out to the cops. I guess we don't all work for you. They read Falcone's rights. They bring him to the street, put him up against the cop car. Penguin walks out and Falcone says, you goddamn rat. Enjoy mm-hmm. your night at Blackgate. It'll probably be your last. Oh, now you're the big man. You were always a gimp in a little suit to me. Penguin goes, I'll spray paint your ass. And we hear a shot go off and everybody jumps. And there he is on the floor. Falcone shot. <laughs> bleeding and dies right there in front of batman mm. under the street light batman and, goes and falcone has these scars on his face do you think those are he choked her mom do you think she scratched him too because falcone is known to have these scar marks on his face maybe yeah it's a possibility yeah um Batman looks up and he says, bring him into the light. That's what Riddler's note said. He looks up in the building and there's a sniper. Everyone spots him. It's Riddler. Batman uses catapult. He breaks through the window of the Riddler's house and it looks like the inside of John Doe's house. It also kind of looks like Jigsaw's workshop. Riddler is gone, but they get a call. A woman saw a man slip out through the fire escape right after the shots were fired. Kind of like John Doe in Seven when he escaped from his apartment. Yeah, and then we're going to get an apartment reveal, which is very reminiscent of of that setup. I'd say not as clean in some ways, um, but in some ways very similar with more journals, Sean. More writing in journals, you see? And once again, very reminiscent. There he is, sitting at the corner diner right now by himself. Yeah. Drinking a cup of coffee. And what a great shot. Uh, the, uh, when I first saw it, I thought of it right away. This famous Edward Hopper painting, Nighthawks. And Matt Reeves does mention it on the commentary as a nod. A lot of people have nodded to that. Um, but yeah, he's turning himself in. 
just like John Doe did. The cops are surrounding the place. Freeze, put your hands up, you son of a bitch. He puts his hand up, turns around, and there he is, the Riddler. Dude mm-hmm. from There Will Be Blood. Great kid. Creepy mm-hmm. kid. He was also in, um, was it Prisoners? Prisoners. Yeah. Yep. yep. Again, creepy as hell. He plays great creepy kid. Uh, he's looking completely non-threatening. He looks kind of like a grandma with a bad haircut and glasses. <laughs> he goes, I just ordered a slice of pumpkin pie, and the cops slam his ass against the counter, and we zoom in on his face, and he is demented. He is making these creepy, scary, awful faces. But then he looks outside and sees the Batman and immediately smiles. They're showing him multiple IDs. Which one's you? He goes, <laughs> you tell me. Yeah. Weirdo. They pull him up. The camera pans to his coffee. And in the coffee is a question mark. <laughs> the cops are searching his apartment. Thousands of ledgers with ramblings and ciphers and codes. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. Batman's reading a book and tells Gordon, you need to see this. Gordon begins reading out of the diary, exactly like Somerset reading John Doe's diary. Life is a cruel riddle I could not solve, suffocating my mind, no escape. Today I saw this word sitting on my desk beside me, renewal, the empty promise they sold to me as a child in that orphanage. My whole life has been preparing me for this, the moment when I strike back and expose their lies. If you want people to understand, you can't give them the answers. You have to confront them, torture them with the horrific questions, just like they tortured me. I know now what I must become. Exactly like John Doe. Yes, and they need to, we need to get a copy of, they need to release Batman's journal, year two journal. I'm surprised they didn't make it and then make the comparative Riddler journals. Even I'm sure if they wrote on the same days of the week, different views of things that were going on in the world at the time. I think that'd be an amazing book. Somebody published that book with the two of the journals together. Be fantastic. Hell yeah. That's a brilliant idea. Uh, Batman crouches down. We hear all the screeching and Gordon's like, I don't think that rat likes you, man. This one's not a rat hanging upside down in this cage, a big, scary, ugly ass bat (laughs) with a note to the Batman. He grabs it and a pry tool, the murder weapon that he killed the mayor with. He opens (laughs) the note and it says, my confession. Batman says, this isn't over. Exactly like Somerset in seven. (laughs) Yeah, he doesn't want it to. He's got another plan. He's got the rest of his plan that we're going to see. And yeah, it's awesome. Our tech guy discovers Riddler's been posting a bunch online. He's got like 500 followers, real fringe types. They're trying to watch the video, but the password, it's password protected. While this is happening... Batman is looking at these pictures and newspaper clippings all over the wall with pictures of Bruce Wayne and Batman. Mm -hmm. And he says, I think I'm his last target. Maybe this is all coming to an end, the Batman. And I got to ask, Sean, is 500 followers a lot? That guy seems very excited to say it was 500. (laughs) If 500 followers is a lot, then I'm. Yeah, doing good a little bit. (laughs) back a little bit maybe i should be a riddler and just completely lose my goddamn mind he was just so excited about it he was like he's so he's so nice in his video when they put it up and he's like hello everybody and it's like an instructional video i I, he's such a great villain yeah and i I would definitely say that video 
just the way people can assemble via the internet and get together with their views and sometimes depraved views of society and help each other do awful things. Um, this part is very much a reflection of right now in a lot of ways. And Bruce Wayne thinks he's like, this might be coming to an end. The Batman Gordon gets a call. Riddler's asking for Batman and Arkham. He's like, you're a good cop. And then he heads to Arkham and there they are face to face Batman and Riddler. If only you knew how long I've been waiting for this. I've been invisible my whole life. I won't be anymore. They'll remember me now. Mm-hmm. They'll remember both of us. Bruce Wayne. Mm. Bruce Wayne. He's saying this as if he's exposed Batman. And we see shots of a camera filming Batman who seems worried that his identity is being exposed. Yes. And everybody thinks that that's what's happening at this moment. I was there. Uh, Yeah, I was there when Thomas Wayne made all these promises. A week later, he was dead and everyone forgot about us. All they cared about was Bruce Wayne, the orphan living in a tower over a park, looking down on everyone with all that money. Do you know what it's like being an orphan? 30 kids to a room, 12 year old, 12 years old, and already a drop head numbing the pain, waking up screaming with rats chewing your fingers. And every winter, a baby died because it's so cold. But oh, poor billionaire Bruce with the lying dead daddy, Bruce Wayne. He's the only one we didn't get, but we got the rest of them, didn't we? Here's my question to you. Does he not know Batman is Bruce Wayne? He doesn't. So he does make mistakes. Yeah. So I guess I guess the chin wasn't a dead giveaway for Riddler either. Yeah. Yeah, no. I think he doesn't know. That's the big reveal here is that he, he has he thinks he has it figured out. And, and it's funny how he flips it on Batman in about 2 seconds with that. Yeah. But yeah. and it's funny because I think when I realized this, I didn't really get it I, I, the first time and then I kind of got it the second time. And then when I watched it again for this, they kind of showed the Batman when like when he's like, but we didn't get him. And you see his eyes kind of go wide. Mm-hmm. And I think you see him mouth to himself. He doesn't know. Mm. I think I have to go back and watch it again. Huh. You know, what's interesting is the they mention it on the Reeves mentions it on the director's commentary that the Giacchino did something here with the score where it's, it's Batman, then it's Riddler. And then it goes back to Batman again. So it's definitely like, you know, cause Riddler, when he thinks, okay, he knows everything. And then back to Batman. Cause he's like, no, he actually doesn't know anything. And then we go back to Riddler again because he's about to, you know, reveal their, yeah. The stiff uppercut that he's about to give Gotham. Um, and I would say, I love that. I love. I would say that. his attempted seventh victim. Should I just throw throw that out there right now? We first give the reveal of what what he's talking about, and then I'll, I'll... yeah, because I also have another thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, he tells Batman he wishes he could have seen him in his Riddler mask. That everyone's always trying to unmask Batman, but Riddler knows you with your mask on. That's the real you. Riddler says the mass allowed him to be himself. No shame, no limits. They go to have this back and forth. Riddler's saying him and Batman make a great team working together, bringing Falcone into the light. 
Riddler's like, you're, uh, uh, Batman tells Riddler, you're a goddamn psychopath. It's all delusion in your head. Riddler gets pissed. This was not part of the plan. This wasn't how it was supposed to happen. We were supposed to watch it all happen together. Watch what happened. Riddler looks at him puzzled. It was all there. Hmm. You didn't figure it out? Oh, you're really not as smart as I thought you were. Neither of them are in this case. What's black and blue and dead all over? You, if you think you could stop what's coming. Mm. (laughs) Batman's like, what have you done? And fucking Riddler. Ave Maria. He starts singing. Ave Maria, dude. Home frigging run, man. So he sings his second theme song. When in a movie have we ever had a killer sing their theme song? Genius. Brilliant. Check out the In Madness playlist on Spotify. You're going to go from Dillinger Escape Plan to Ave Maria to it's great. Um, Batman heads back to the Riddler's place. And the small cop from the beginning who didn't want him to let let him go in the crime scene is once again there breaking his balls. What are you doing here? Don't be touching the evidence. Batman's looking at him like, shut up. And uncomfortably, he tries to start making conversation. He killed the mayor with a uh, carpet tool. My mm-hmm. uncle was an installer. It's a uh, Tucker. Mm-hmm. Batman realizes what he was supposed to do. Moves everything off the carpet, tears up the floor. The cop is freaking out. And then silence. There it is, embedded in the floor under a carpet, a map of Gotham with the words, a real change. <laughs> with lights. With that's lights the in the floor. Yeah, that's the part that throws me off a little is that it's almost like a train set where you embedded the lights in there. They put a real change as the password in the new video. And there's Riddler making a calm, happy little post about thanking his followers for the info on detonators. Mm -hmm. Just all. Hi, guys. Thanks for the detonators. Just like like a TikTok video. Right. And in the comments, it says, like, bring the cling wrap and stuff like that. And what gauge gun? Yeah. Yeah. And Batman and the cop get worried. Detonators? Riddler's like, it's my last post for a while. Tomorrow's election day and Bella will win. She promised real change, but we know the truth. We've unmasked it. Corruption, perversion, perversion, masquerading as renewal, but unmasking is not enough. The day of judgment is upon us. And now it's time for retribution. I've parked seven vans along the city wall and on the big night they will go boom Mm. and as he says it we see the vans exploding seven vans is did you find that coincidental seven vans and i would say if we talk about victims yeah what's seventh victim that you said so the seventh victim is gotham okay so if we think oh, of it this way, so the there mayor. are four deaths and three attempts. We've got the commissioner, the DA, and Annika. <laughs> Carmine, right? Yeah. Those are the four. Uh, and then there was an attempt on Bruce Wayne, <laughs> the mayor. Wow. And then ultimately Gotham City. Wow. 
brilliant. Yeah. Great work. Great work. <laughs> that dude didn't show up yet, right? Though, right? That you told me about that shows up again. He didn't show no, up yet. No, right? he didn't okay. show up yet. He Don't forget to tell me when he shows up because I he's, didn't know he shows up again. He's coming. Um, it's so cool. Uh, they will go boom. The vans are exploding. Batman looks out the window and boom, boom. Vans exploding. We cut to the Riddler looking out his window at Arkham, just going boom like he's conducting a, a sonata it's beautiful uh he looks delighted with all of his hard work gotham will flood so fast evacuation will not be an option and then we see a bird's eye view of gotham flooding people panicking cars pushing down streets into buildings as the news hits higher ground, celebration will turn to panic. Gotham Square Garden becomes the city of shelter and last res- uh, the city's shelter of last resort, and that's where you all come in. And this is so. There was a, a storyline in Batman comics called No Man's Land, where an earthquake takes place, and Gotham is kind of becomes almost like uh, a prison in a, in a lot of ways. And it's very interesting. It has a lot of these things in it too. Yeah. Escape from New York. I was just going to, yeah. is that, yeah. 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 <laughs> That's so cool. So cool. We got to do that soon. Oh, <laughs> we're going to pick movies. I, I, we should pick some movies after this. Um, Batman's looking at the comments. What gauge, what caliber? Don't forget your plastic wrap. Just bat shit crazy. It's like Twitter. It's like mm-hmm. Twitter. Uh, and then we see all of his followers dressed up like him atop Gotham Square Garden, all packing heat. Bella Real, who's running for mayor, is being told by Gordon Sheens to get the hell out of there. She refuses to leave. She goes to the podium, tries to get everyone attention, looks up, sees a bunch of snipers, and pop, she gets shot. Yeah. Gordon runs out, grabs her. She's okay. He points his gun up at the snipers, but then this amazing explosion sequence happens. Mm-hmm. Blows up the entire roof and in all his goddamn superhero glory. Here comes the Batman through the ceiling to save the day. He is whooping all of Riddler's followers' asses. Go, Batman. Uh, Yeah, and those guys, um, they call themselves the Bitter Nobodies. Okay. Oh, I know who he is. Now I know who he is. Now I know mm-hmm. who the guy is. Now I know who the guy is. Damn it, I ruined it for myself. That's who he is. You can't tell because he's so okay. Uh he does but Batman gets his ass kicked by a bunch of uh Riddler's followers. Uh Catwoman is also in Gotham Square Garden. She sees Batman getting his ass kicked. Uh and right before he gets his head blown off by a Riddler follower, Catwoman saves his ass, gives him a kiss. Uh, but the follower is still alive. He starts whooping Catwoman's ass. Mm-hmm. Batman wants to fight, but he is out of gas. So he removes his little padding on his leg. He gives himself a shot, and he goes into demon mode. Yeah, so that, what is that, like Bane? Is that like Bane juice? Yeah, who knows? Right? <laughs> who knows? Yeah, Something he's like, like he's just booing. Yeah. Jumps up. Pa, pa. Bah, just like uh, uh, Ed Norton did to Jared Leto in Fight Club when he wanted to destroy something beautiful. He bashes this dude's face in. Gordon pulls Batman off right before he kills this guy. He pulls the guy's mask off and asks him who he is. And who is he, Sean? Well, first off, is he the guy? 
He is the guy from the church. He is the guy in the church. You can't tell because his face is like smashed in. <laughs> wow. I didn't know that. That's crazy. Yeah. Gordon asks him who he is. And the guy says, I'm vengeance. <laughs> Whoa. That hits Batman close to home. He overhears it, slowly turns around, and he's like, That's my that's my bit, though. You can't. You yeah, can't do what yeah I that's do. my thing. I'm vengeance. He realizes he needs to do better. And then a gigantic wall of water begins spilling into Gotham Square Garden. It looks scary as hell. It looks like what is 100% going to happen in the future when global warming just gets the better <laughs> of us. Let's not get me on my mist thing again. <laughs> No faith in humanity. These live wires are dangling all over the place. There's sparks flying everywhere. Batman looks up. And of course, there's an electrical live box with wires dangling that's about to fall into the flooding and kill everybody. So Batman grapples over to the dangling cable with the electrical box. He takes off his bat symbol from his chest, which I'm assuming is like an early Batarang prototype. Yeah, first time they've ever had that symbol be, you know, useful in that way he cuts the cord he shocks the hell out of himself and falls into the water but he's alive because he's fucking batman Mm -hmm. the whole arena is dark we get this great shot of our hero lights a flare and this red bright glare comes up looks beautiful he begins to save all the people who are trapped under the debris he moves a gigantic piece of structure and I don't know, the first one out, I thought, is it the mayor's kid or is it somebody else? I, I don't know. He goes to reach for Bella Real's hand, and instead of her, like, a kid comes out. And I couldn't tell if it was the, the mayor's kid or just a kid. Either way, he saves the kid, then he gets Bella Real, and then everyone begins following and helping and everyone getting each other out of the debris. Uh, all this while the real emotional music is playing and then Batman is leading the masses. We get the beautiful aerial shot of him leading and everyone else following, uh, leading everybody out of the venue. We cut to the morning. This beautiful overhead shot of Gotham is flooded. Uh, this goddamn perfectly timed Nirvana something in the way song is playing again. It is such a good song. It's such a perfect fit for this movie. The vibe, it just gives me chills every single time it comes on. Mm-hmm. Then we yeah, get absolutely the, perfect. Then we get the brilliant monologue that also gives me chills. It's Wednesday, November 6th. So this whole movie basically happens in seven days. Seven days. Halloween <laughs> to November 6th. Seven days. <laughs> Ah, the city is underwater. The National Guard is coming. Martial law is in effect, but the criminal element never sleeps. Looting and lawlessness will be rampant in parts of this city no one can get to. Things will get worse before they get better. Some will seize the chance to grab everything they can. We see a shot of Penguin overlooking Gotham like he is ready to take that bitch over. Mm-hmm. Except we see Bella Real on TV saying we will rebuild not just our city, but our people's faith in our institutions elected officials and each other we will learn to believe in gotham again and this water this this is where i would say that i mentioned before 
another biblical reference. This is very much Reeves alludes to it in the commentary too, like a baptism that takes place and Batman uh, goes in there as vengeance and he emerges as a beacon of hope and he's been transformed. He sees now that he did have an effect, but not the one he intended. Mm. Vengeance won't change the past. He has to become more. People need hope to know someone is out there for them. The city is angry, scarred like me. Our scars can destroy us even after the wounds heal. But if we've survived them, they can transform us. They can give us the power to endure and the strength to fight. Mm. Come on. If that put that in the Bible, Jesus, who give me Batman, Bruce (laughs) Wayne, motherfucker. That's what I'm talking about. This, this is inspiration. This is, this is my religion. Batman. God there's man. your there's your drop for the <laughs> there's your drop for the preview of the show. We just said nearly alienate like fifty percent of the. I mean, listen, come on. If you're religious, listen to our science episode all about religion. It's great. Uh, this is absolutely beautiful scene of Batman helping the injured out of Gotham Square, giving them hope. We cut to Riddler whining and moaning in his room in Arkham Asylum. He's bummed. Through his door, he sees a guard watching TV and realizes his entire plan has been foiled by the Batman. He is very upset. And we hear another voice. Mm. Isn't that just terrible? Him raining on your parade like that. What is it they say? One day you're on top. The next you're a clown. Mm. Uh Uh-oh. Looks like we finally reached the Joker. Yeah. I think that line was a nod to the Joaquin Phoenix Joker movie because mm-hmm. the main theme for that movie is Frank Sinatra's That's Life. Mm-hmm. And one of the lyrics in it is one day you're on top and the next you're a clown or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when we do the Joker movie, eventually I'll add that Frank Sinatra song to the uh, in Madness. And, and there was so there was a deleted scene in this movie where we would have seen the Joker earlier and batman goes to arkham and he has the riddler's journals and he gives it to him very silence of the lambs and he kind of explains to it and and joker kind of lets him know hey like he's like you you know um and it's an awesome scene i you know it's a long movie i'm i don't know if it needed it wasn't in there obviously they decided to take it out it's cool to see it um but I'm on the fence of whether I would want it or not. I kind of I, I see you shaking your that, head. That's 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 Somerset shooting John Doe and saying, I'm retiring. I yeah. don't need it. I don't need it. I don't want it. No. What what they showed, what little they showed, the little everyone wants the Joker. So I like that they're like, no, no, you're not. But I will say it. it what it does is it establishes a couple things. One, it establishes a really, it would have established a relationship between Batman and the Joker. Right. So now he's just another guy in jail, but like they have a history, but they don't need to lay it all out. They just kind of have one. Cause he goes to him like, Oh, you need me type thing. And two, it would, it maybe lock in those, that clown gang in the beginning a little bit more too. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but we kind of got the point too, and I feel like 
Joker already being in Arkham like establishes that relationship. Like he's already had it out with the Batman and Batman got him in there. Like, but we don't know that, but we don't know that he ended up in Arkham. I guess Batman, there's plenty of people there that aren't in Arkham because of Batman. I guess I, yeah, that's true. That's true. I, I like it's a long movie. Mm-hmm. And this is the Riddler's movie with him. Yes, that's and what I want. I don't want it, Joker to steal the spotlight. Does it do anything for the growth of the character? Probably not. It's an awesome scene. If you haven't seen it, definitely watch it. Um, and you get glimpses of what the Joker looks like, and he's completely disfigured and um an amazing makeup job that they did for it, but um I don't know. I, I'm not against it being in there, but they made the decision to have it as a deleted scene, and that's fine with me, too. I love what they show. Riddler's moaning in his room. He's disturbed. He's sick. Uh, he's, like, disturbed and sick, like, in his cell, and Joker's calming him down. He's like, don't be upset. You did so well. And you know, Gotham loves a comeback story. Hmm. Now Riddler's intrigued. Who are you? And through a partial viewing through the gate in the other cell, we see a silhouette of a face, but not any real features. I did pause it, and you see, like, red makeup on his mouth. You see his teeth kind of up, so his face is kind of disfigured. He's got this big nose. He's got, like, this wacky, like, Elvis hair. That's the question, isn't it? Riddle me this. The less of them you have, the more one is worth. A friend? Mm. And there we got our maniacal laugh- laughter, Joker and Riddler laughing together. Now they're buddies, a beautiful friendship. Yeah, and I mean, Riddler wanted to be friends with Batman, so Riddler couldn't be friend, man. Yeah, so now he's now he's got one. At the Catwoman, she's at her mom's grave, and Batman once again for the trifecta scares the shit out of her. <laughs> Asks if she's leaving, where she'll go. She's like upstate. Wants to know upstate, maybe where they uh, took John Doe, you think? Well, that would be, yeah, or where, uh, you know, Somerset was going to retire. Local five and dime. <laughs> yeah, you see? Check and then he's seven. gonna Somerset's going to end up busting her. Oh, man. Uh, she wants to know if Batman is going to ask her to stay. Batman, you know, she's, she's like, the city's not going to change. Uh, with Carmine Gone, there's going to be a power grab. It'll be bloody. Batman knows, but he's like, the city can change. She's like, it won't and is going to kill you, but he has to try. Mm. She wants him to go with her. The bat and the cat. But Batman looks off in the distance and there's the bat signal and she knows he's already spoken for. Yeah, she gives a look like, oh, like you got a call from work and now we can't hang out. Gotham is his woman. They look at each other like they want to kiss, but they just bail. It's really heartbreaking because it's like this love that can't happen because like he's so set in his ways of saving the city. And like he looks so sad about it. Like you just want them to end and go off in the same direction. But he just tells her to go take care of herself. She rides off on her bike. He gets on his bike like kids. They're racing out of the cemetery. They reach the end. She goes left, he goes right, he watches her vanish into the mist in his rear view, she drives off, she's gone. We get a shot of our hero racing down the street to save Gotham. The end. (laughs) We made good timing on this. Yeah, look at that. (laughs) 
I was worried that tangents would, you know. Would, no, we did good. Uh, we got a post credits clip too. Uh, green wording typed up on the screen. Did you see this post credit scene? Yes. It says yeah. the end with the question mark. Yeah. And then we hear Riddler is Michael Myers breathing. <sighs> so sick. Love this movie. Three. Okay. My one gripe. Three hours. I wanted it to be this long. How how long we have it right now? Mm-hmm. That, that I feel like this movie could have just been that long. But I didn't feel like I was watching a three-hour movie. Anytime I watched it, I didn't feel like I was watching a three-hour movie. It was always good. There's never a dull moment. It doesn't get slow. Like, it's always... Mm-hmm. it's always great and this is yeah another one of my favorite next to barbarian i think my favorite movie of last of 2022 i mean i think that the pacing of it is is very film noir and it's very wants to kind of bring you in and live in its atmosphere and so i think if you cut stuff out if if you took a half hour out of this movie what half hour are you taking out and we're not getting to know these characters even more. This is establishing Gordon and Batman's relationship, establishing his relationship with the Riddler with Catwoman, you know, um, if they left that one scene in a pre-existing relationship with the Joker, but with the city itself, who is he? Um, I do find it interesting to go through the entire movie and nobody is like, like nobody thinks it's weird that this guy like we've never heard of about him on any of we always get news reports of sightings of bats in the comics and in the movies we don't get any of that in this um and nobody thinks any of that is weird when he's helping everyone out at the end um but then again you just can't stop and do every bit like that so um I think this movie for me gets better and better every time I watch it. Um, the soundtrack it's, gets better and better. Seven, yeah, the, the soundtrack is amazing. And the seven, the seven, we I want to watch them both at the same time on two different TVs. <laughs> and I have to say too, we we've talked about it a lot, but this is not me or you being like, oh, they ripped off seven. No, I, mean, I, I just love the influence it pulls from it. And and, and he's taken bunch of different famous batman comics a bunch of his own ideas and what he really wanted to see on film rolled it together with you know film noir and horror noir and seven and came out with this and i think it's it's its own baby um but i I don't know if it's my favorite batman movie oh yeah what do you think your favorite batman i don't know i i I have a hard time I have a hard time rating things. I mean, so, okay, are you going, are you at least going to go, what's his face, Keaton or Bale? It's just, they're like kids. I I don't know. I like them for different reasons, right? It's like asking me to give, like, you and I both love uh, mint chocolate chip ice cream. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is mint chocolate chip your favorite ice cream? Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Guaranteed? Yeah. 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 So yeah. I love it, but I could also, you know, there's a Turkey Hill peanut butter and chocolate ice cream, which is ah, you just pick your favorite. You know, I can't, I can't do it. I can't, <laughs> I can't give things star ratings or or score it or yeah. say it's my favorite. I think this is my I think I get 
so much enjoyment at it. Like the horror element is so cool. Mm-hmm. I like that we had two different milking of the alpacas moments. It uh, definitely but, yeah. is the most detective-y. Yeah. And I didn't one. mind that because it wasn't boring. It was like I was learning throughout it too. Uh, I definitely paid closer attention for this podcast when I was watching it. Some shit would just flake out of my mind and I'd be like, who's that guy? What's this guy's connection? Like, I don't connect the dots that closely when I'm not doing a podcast. When I'm doing mm-hmm. a podcast, I'm like, note for note for note, line for line. Who is this? What are they doing? How are they connected? Yeah. But like, And I'm watch, just- I'll be wrong. Somebody will write in and tell me I'm wrong about the Riddler, uh, the guy in Riddler's gang, but I, I don't think so. I think it's- Oh, that's so funny. Character. Yeah, for the guy. Yeah, that's so funny. I had no idea. I had no idea. But this has been a lot of fun. The Batman. And uh, we appreciate everyone listening. We want to hear your favorite moments, your favorite quotes, your favorite characters. Uh, contact us on the socials at In Madness Pod. We want to nerd out with you on all these movies. It's me and Vertebrae here, but we want to include you on everything. We got a lot of plans, a lot of things we want to do for the future of this. Uh, just get involved and be part of this with us. It's a lot of fun posting all this nerd stuff. Every and maybe day. you could pick a movie. Maybe yeah. We'll, yeah. Well, maybe we'll even movie. have you on as a guest. Well, who who knows? Yeah. Oh, that'd be cool. Speaking of which, um, and then, you know, just I'm at vertebrae 33 on all the socials reach out. I have my own line of merch. If you want to buy some Lovecraftian looking t-shirts, I have them. And, uh, do we want to tease the next episode? The plan is to do what we have and we're going to hopefully have a guest. Uh, we have it set (laughs) in stone, but I just hope that it happens because we're all very busy people. Um, sh- sh- I mean, should I just say the guest name and tease the movie? No, and you know what? Oh. I don't think we should say any of it then. Well, if it's not a hundred percent, I think it's a hundred percent. I'm just going to say it anyway. I could edit it out. If it's not, who cares? Uh, we're going to have a chef on as our next guest and the movie we're doing very much directly relates to his profession. Oh yes. And it's a newer movie, which I've never seen. And I still have not watched it. I'm only going to watch it for the podcast. And then uh, we'll go from there. I saw it in theaters and I'm not going to lie. It is a bizarre movie, but a lot of people are talking about it. So okay. work up your appetite for episode 12 <laughs> of In Madness. Uh, you got all your gnarly bits and everything cool. You, you're down. You, you good. Down dirty. We made good timing on this. We hit the over under. We're a little over, but whatever. We did good on this. Two and a half. Yeah, wait, wait, wait. I won that. Yeah, you won. You won. Yay. Look at that. Yeah. All right. Um, Thank you, everybody. Yes. Appreciate it. Thank you yes. so much. See you at episode 12.